gonna take Cracker Jack timing, Wang. Total concentration. You ready, Jack? I was born ready. And welcome to 60MW Podcast. I'm Chris and I'm joined by my heroic sidekick. It's Mr. Adam Parry. Hello. Hello. Bonjour. Uh, and stuff. Hello. How are you? I'm very well. I don't know why I did French then because it really has zero to do with what we're talking about. But, you know, I like to keep you on your toes. Well, I thought you might come in with like a, a sort of a Chinese or Japanese accent or something, perhaps. No, I thought, no, I thought, no, I thought I'd completely do, do different. I say keep you on your toes like a like a prison shower rapist. <laughs> well, you certainly did that last time when we talked about Robocop for <laughs> three hours and 36 minutes or whatever it was. Oof, um, my word. <laughs> but that uh, about 10 minutes of that was you talking about the Queen and uh, whether she's still engaged in sexual conduct. Oh, shit. Do you know what? I completely forgot about that. I, I did wonder it, whether you were, uh, you'd had a few drinks or if you were a bit high or something. Uh, no, no. I'd, I'd just seen a picture of her in a in a revealing bikini and I think I was semi-erect. I was trying to just finish myself off to be fair. Oh, there you go. I was, well, I thought you'd, say, you'd seen a picture of her. I was like, what, on a stamp or, or <laughs> something? What? <laughs> 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 Stamps. But have you ever had a wank over the Queen? Not over the Queen. No. Oh, oh, but that was oh, that implies that there's possibility that there is a royal person that you may have tugged yourself to. Well, not a royal person as such, but um, oh god, well, RuPaul, a drag queen. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh god, why am I telling you this story? <laughs> so you know the garbage pail kids. <laughs> You've had a wank to a garbage pail kid. So I can't remember exactly which one. I could, well, I've got a little book. I think we've both got the same book, in fact, haven't we? we? Do. Uh, which is an awesome little book, and it's it's all about the the garbage pal kids and the, the cards that I used to collect when I was a kid. And um, I can't remember which one it was, but there was one, and she was like, um, uh, uh, she was in a bikini, and she was quite muscle bound. I can't remember what her name oh, was. Oh, yeah, I know exactly the one you mean. And so anyway, I'd got these cards, and I got them on the stickers, and that you know they were stuck, you know. Um, in my bedroom in various places. And I think it was at that point in my life where I was about 11, 12, starting to get a few tingles down there. And so uh, maybe not the Queen, but maybe a Garbage Pail Kid um, card. Oh, fuck me. You are weird and twisted. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Well, look, it could be... I could have said, yeah, the Queen, but no. I don't know. No. No. No, if... I'm trying to think of something weirder, and I'm struggling. It was anything had set me off at that age. I think I was just, uh, you know, it's like, oh, I've got a new toy to play with. What can I, you know, what do I need as a bit of inspiration? Uh, I mean, if you'd have said you'd gone into the garden, trapped a rat in a shoebox, and just wanked into the shoebox for a month, I may have found that less weird. 
Uh, we do say that these shows bring out the sort of confessions from our childhood, don't we, a little bit? Well, mine anyway, in particular. Oh, I, 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 I didn't think I was podcasting with an utter deviant. <laughs> oh, well, you never know, do you? It's was a... it st- Sally Steroid? Steroid Sally? Something like that? Oh, I can't remember. It's Muscle-bound go- Melissa. Steroid Sally. So, Buff Brenda. It's going to... It's gonna Veiny Vera. <laughs> it's, oh, well, maybe. We'll, I'll have to... Uh, take a little break and have a look in the book or something and then come back to you but uh, anyway um, yeah that's sorry <laughs> blimey uh, oh dear anyway how are you mm. other than that I know that, that revelation that bombshell are you okay well, apart, apart from that yeah I'm, I'm all good yeah, oxygen comes in carbon dioxide comes out lungs are working heart is a pumping Good. Legs and arms are still attached. All good. Awesome. Well, there you are. Well, anyway, we are here to talk about an awesome film. Hopefully, we both find it awesome. I know I do, because that's why I picked it. Um, So this is a Spotlight Reflection show, and this was Adam's idea over two years ago now. Probably coming up to three. Bloody hell. Uh, Wow. Which was to talk about films from our childhood and to decide whether or not we still like them or if they're a bit of a pile of shite uh, in our memory. So, um, however, we thought we'd treat ourselves. Again, Adam's idea comes up with all the good ideas. We thought we'd treat ourselves with this pick and the last pick uh, by actually picking films we know we're going to like to talk about. Mm. Uh, It's sort of like a little bit of a, a bonus treat for us, isn't it, I guess? Yeah. Although I think this is probably going to be it. I, was, I think originally I thought we'll do two films each, but we've been a little bit slack in recording for a little while. So um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to put us back on the, the crooked and... I'm going to say the straight and crooked, but that don't work. The crooked and narrow? Yeah, yeah. that'll do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The uh, crooked and narrow from the next show. The crooked and bent. Shall we go with, yes. go with that? Um, that'll do. So, yeah, so you picked Robocop from 1987 to talk about, um, which we did, like I said, at length. And hopefully people have enjoyed that show. Uh, and But this time round, my pick is from 1986, directed by John Carpenter and starring Kurt Russell. It is Big Trouble in Little China. Um, so you've seen this before, I take it. Yes. Very good, uh, and uh, I've seen it before. It's a it's a movie from my childhood. It's a film that I love. Uh, I've seen it many times before. I've I've seen you know I'm trying to think when was the first time I saw it. Um, 1986 probably came out on VHS maybe 1987 or towards the end of 1986. So either way, I'd have probably been about 11 when I saw it. Um, so and yeah, just uh, Kurt, for a period in my life, Kurt Russell was one of my favourite actors. Um, I think mainly due to his collaborations with uh, John Carpenter, as we've discussed before. Because this isn't our first John Carpenter movie, is it? Um, that we did, we did Body Bags. So we did, yeah. I've got. I'm glad you remembered because I was thinking, have we? <laughs> yeah, and uh, although that was more of a, uh, you know, I suppose. Um, a compendium. A compendium. A compendium of short stories. Yeah, uh, hosted by John Carpenter, and he, he directed a couple of uh, of bits. But, you know, for a period uh, of time, John Carpenter was 
um, made some amazing films. You know, uh, I think that's fair to say. And yeah, uh, he, he went through a very good phase, and then then something happened. Yeah, well, yes, something did happen. It may well have been this film that we're going to talk about that happened, and then kind of uh, dented his um, his faith in the studio. Um, you know, and and kind of went back to making independent films. So, but yeah, you know, he's made a number of films with Kurt Russell and just kind of made uh, iconic, cool characters. I wouldn't necessarily say that Kurt Russell's character is cool, although he thinks he is in his head that he's yeah. he's the hero and he's the coolest character uh, or you know coolest person uh, in the film, but he's not. And that's kind of possibly where some of the issues came from, but we'll get to that in a bit. But yeah, um, you know, he, like I said, his he's collaborations with um, John Carpenter, Escape from L.A. withstanding, um, have, have all been pretty good. I mean, The Thing is a classic. Have you got any yep. any favourites of either Kurt Russell or John Carpenter? It's got to be the obvious. I mean, The Thing is The Thing is fantastic. I've I've always had a lot of, a lot of time a lot of time for the, the Thing, probably out of all his films. Um, this one as well. I mean, uh, it's a weird one. This one because you know, as far as I was aware, I really, really like this film, but I haven't seen it for a long time, so it actually fits into the general consensus of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never owned it up until about three weeks ago, mm. which is weird because I, I think the last one, the last time I owned it, I think was the first I never saw it on, the, never rented it on VHS. I don't think I was racking my brains. I don't think I ever did. But I think I recorded it off uh, television, and it must have been fairly, you know, I must, have, I may, maybe I recorded it the second time, because it was one of those where I, it would have been on ITV, I think, but I even paused when the adverts came on, so when I recorded it, I paused the recording, so I didn't have the adverts awesome. to ruin the film, yeah, and it also had its own VHS cassette, to which there was nothing after it, you know. No little clips of boobies or anything like that after it. It was just Big Trouble in Little China. And I drew a proper label for it. Oh, that's amazing. Because things that I really liked, I used to draw proper labels for. It's weird. I did the same with Amiga games, like my, my non, non-shot-bought non games. If I really liked it, then I'd actually draw like my own weird cover art on the on the uh, floppy disk sticker. And I did the same for VHS tapes. I was an only child. I'd fuck all to do. It's only that or wanking. <laughs> right? I don't think I was quite a wanking age yet. <laughs> Well, no, you you certainly won't knock, weren't knocking one out to garbage pile kids cards. <laughs> no, no, that's true. You, no, no, you were certainly yeah. more. I took the more, um, you know, physical aspect, and you took the more yeah. creative aspect of yeah. uh, which yeah. you know. Um, well, when you when you live in the, live in the basement, and your mum and dad lock the, you know, you get home from school, and then they lock you underground, and then you get your tea fed through a tube that you know through the ceiling, and it plops on the floor. And you don't see daylight until the next day when you have to go to school. Then yeah, what else are you going to do? Yep. Well, there you are. And you, like I said, you, you were very creative by the sounds of it. Um, I, similar to you, I don't remember owning this on VHS. Um, but I've got the Arrow Blu-ray, which yes. um is uh, is I how I how I, I how how I now have because it was the only only version I could find. Yes, uh, which is good. It's it is good, and and so I watched that earlier on this week. Similarly to you, and similarly to RoboCop. It's one of those films that I've watched so many times that um, you know it, it, there's it, the scenes in it. It's all kind of like burnt into my brain, um, but I can't remember the last time I watched it either. I think it may have been recently. Say recently, God, I mean time just fucking disappears as you get <laughs> <Yeah>. older. <laughs> 
recently yeah that would have been uh yeah like eight years ago but, that yeah still, that about, still feels like it's recent <laughs> about six years ago um you know something ridiculous like that so i do remember sitting down with Kay and watching it because at some point in our relate i was gonna say career then but that's not <laughs> <laughs> it's what some, a loved up couple you are you have a career as a married couple it's some owner of children yes at some point in our um relationship um we you know as you do don't you you share your sort of your favorite things with uh the person that you're with and you hope that they like them because you know um it could be a bit awkward if they don't i remember sitting down with her and watching magnolia because that was one of my favorite films and uh she just turned around at the end of it and get, said what a load of shit um <laughs> It's a bit awkward, but considering I I stomped off at that point because um, I went into a little hissy fit. Um, but no, so this was this was post courting. Oh yes, I'd, this was um, like I said a few years ago now, um, and I think generally she liked it. But again, I can't really remember exactly what she said. But anyway, it's it's one of those. I've owned the Blu-ray for some time now, but this is I think the first time that I've actually watched it. And because there are quite a few different extras on there, which is good. Um, and I, but I do remember listening to I went through a phase when DVD came out and, you, you you know, extras were just a brand new thing, weren't they? So you kind yeah. of, you know, oh, well, wow. You know, back when the extras were animated menus. Yes. Um, trailer director's commentary. <laughs> Yeah, stills. But um, when <laughs> yeah. you get audio commentaries, I I have listened to a, quite a few of the ones with John Carpenter and Kurt Russell, like for the thing, Big Trouble in Little China. Because a lot of the time, they just end up having a, a catch-up. You know, they forget yeah. the films on in the background and they end up just talking to each other about stuff. Um, so, um, but yeah, it's, it's one of the, my favourite films. Um, but it wasn't a very successful film when it came out. I certainly don't remember it coming out at the cinema. I mean, why would I? Like I said, I would have been 10 at the time, so I probably wouldn't have yeah, paid I any attention. Uh, I would have been even younger. Um, but yeah, it was um, a, a big studio film. And, um, you know, obviously they put a bit of faith in John Carpenter to make it. Had a budget of about 25 million-ish. I don't know the exact numbers, but roughly that. And having looked into it today, it performed, well, underperformed massively um, in respect. So I think worldwide, it, it grossed about $11 million or something ridiculous. Wow. Which Jesus. Is, is shocking, really, isn't it, if you think about it. And yeah, um, like 25 million. You wouldn't even get half of the film stars of today to get out of bed for 25 million no i mean like the big stars like the rock or whatever and um yeah. you know arnie and his pomp that would have been their salary wouldn't it yeah <laughs> you know um film. so it um and so it the, again watching some of the interviews with carpenter i mean you know when um we watched body bags and that was yeah. 93 i think um and John Carpenter plays a zombie, essentially, doesn't he? Like, <laughs> he just looks like he does normally. He does fucking hell. He looks rough as fuck. I mean, the 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 one of the interviews he's he's doing in this, you know, I think he constantly chain smokes. I don't think I've ever seen an interview where he's not got a cigarette in his hand. No, I think you're right. Um, so he, you know, he does look a bit ropey. Um, 
But I really should go through the archive on the internet and see if there's a photo where he doesn't look like that dude who's just drunk from the Holy Grail, the wrong Holy Grail in Indiana Jones, because that's what he looks like. It's weird because when you look at stills from Big Trouble in Little China when he was making that in 1986, when you look at him now, and I know it's it's like with 30 odd years ago, isn't it? Yeah. So it's I mean because you forget about that as well, and that's the thing with this film, it doesn't feel like it's a 30 year old film for me it doesn't kind no. of it, and I think that's and I'm probably jumping ahead a little bit to sort of like summing it up or everything but watching it like earlier on this week it never felt particularly dated in I mean yes the effects and stuff but in some ways a bit like Robocop it just it didn't feel like yeah, it, it doesn't it, like it's location doesn't really pinpoint a place in time does it no such. no not at all it's not it's not a um Oh, there's a word there, and as per usual, I've forgotten it. It's not a period. It's not a period piece as such. Yeah, but it's not there's not not much not much in the way of anything like advertising or anything that really. Yeah, you can't look at it and say, oh, that's definitely. I mean, yeah, it's there's a couple of bits where it's obviously eighties. I mean, Kurt Russell's fine hair, for instance. Yes, but um, yeah, it doesn't scream. It's it's not like now if they film something that's supposed to be in the eighties, it's so eighties, it's ridiculous. This this just. It just is. It just is what it is. Mm. Um, but John Carpenter was, you know, he and Kurt Russell came up with the idea to make Jack Burton the the character more of the sidekick, you know. And Dennis Dunn is the is the hero really, and Jack Burton's yeah. the the comedy sidekick kind of thing. But um, so when they presented it to uh, to the executives uh, at 20th Century Fox, you know, and and they they showed it. I think the, the, they were quite horrified with it because of the tone, the fact that, you know, you've got this, this Western guy who's supposed to be the hero, and he's not. Um, and he takes the piss out of himself. He's a bit, bit of a buffoon. And, you know, it's got a bit of everything in it, hasn't it? It's got martial arts. He's, he's, he's the audience for, for half the film. Yeah. It's got magic. It's got action uh it's got comedy it's got a bit of romance it's not a typical standard sort of genre film is no, it really no um it's a bit of everything if you think about a lot of action films at the time they were they were generally was quite a lot mainly 18 rated weren't they i think a lot of arnie films at the time were, were way more violent way more bloody this yeah this this isn't is it it's not i mean is less horrific than Temple of Doom. Yeah, in, in many respects, it is. I, you know what? I was actually thinking about sitting down and watching it with Lucy. I mean, Lucy's nine. I took her to watch uh, Shang Chi re- uh, re- recently. You know, it was a f- yeah. sort of like just the first time that we've been to the cinema. Not the first time we've been to the cinema on our own, but the first time what I'd to call a more grown-up film for her, rather than. I'm going to say <clears throat> it was the first time I took her to a film that had Chinese people. <laughs> Because um, I've seen that a couple of times now. I really like it, by the way. But anyway, that's another yeah. subject. Yeah. Um, but um, so, but I've I was been to the cinema a lot recently. Well, I say a lot, but yeah, we should have a, an off an off screen chat to see what if we've seen the same things and what we think. Definitely, I've been a lot lately as well. But anyway, so um, I was thinking about you know what film from my childhood because we've watched Back to the Future, we've watched. Uh, Jurassic Park which isn't necessarily childhood but you know films from that era Indiana Jones we watch the trilogy and it's kind of so what other films could we watch that she it's quite hard because a lot of films that we saw at that age aren't the sort of films 
that they even make anymore to be shown to children of that age. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense. The things like, I know, a bit, a little bit older, but if you go like kindergarten cop, it starts with a with Arnie running around a drug den with a shotgun. Yeah. That's not how films predominantly aimed at children start anymore. Well, Goonies has got references to heroin and stuff in it. <laughs> that doesn't happen in your, in your average Kiddiewinkle film as much. The, you know, this is you know, Big Trouble isn't a kid's film, but it's... It, overall, it's probably on the lighter side of, of some of the films that were aimed at like an early teenage audience at the time, I think. Yeah, I mean, like like um, Monster Squad, I watched that because uh, yeah. I was thinking about, oh, we could watch that together. And even, I mean, we, we in the end, I watched it on my own because for one reason or another. But, you know, even the kids like calling each other faggots and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like well you know so uh, anyway i thought big trouble in little china uh, you know it's it's got that's why i thought it would be it would resonate with her because it's got a bit of everything you know it's uh got a bit of action got rid of a bit of horror got a bit of you know all that kind of stuff we, mm. we didn't in the end and i think what put me i mean she she does know swear words now she's getting to that age where she hears we we've never sworn in front of the kids i must admit we've always been quite careful about that um but there are f- still there are things now that seep into the you know either movies that she watches or uh you know things that we've put on like shit and, and whatever so she knows them and they, they appear in songs and they, they do so you can't shield her f- from it forever do you know what i mean so yeah and, and how I, old is she now she's nine God, God, I you know, I got I got a clip round here on my bike when I was three for asking my mum what fuck meant. <laughs> I remembered my dad telling me off because we were up the field playing football and we were just like pass that fucking ball and because our, our garden backed onto the fields and I just remember getting home and he just told me off. He said, you know. But anyway, um, so but that. That the point I'm making is that you know obviously I wouldn't sit down and show a RoboCop now at this at her age, <laughs> but no. but certainly something like Big Trouble in Little China I would because I think it I don't think it would be um uh you know it would be a, a bit dangerous for a nine year old I think you said this in the last movie show you kind of think it's the, you summed it up perfectly in as much as that you know when you went to the video shop and you you picked a video and it the 15s or the 18s for a kid of that age it was a bit exciting wasn't it because it was a bit Absolutely. dangerous you weren't supposed to be watching them um whereas now like at our age you can watch what we want um you know, i used to shun 15 rated films because if you know if i'm being allowed to watch 18 rated why would i want to look at a 15 i actively almost just didn't bother with films if they were 15 rated i wanted that deep red circle with the white 18 writing on it that's what i was that's what i was after yeah absolutely apart from the top shelf because i wasn't allowed porn no <laughs> what was that what well it wasn't i'm trying to think now uh it wasn't um oh, i'm trying to think of the porn brands that they had because they didn't have hardcore porn in the video shops no, no. but it was it was more oh man there's there different brands um stuff like razzle yeah but anyway, I'm digressing. I didn't need it because I got Garbage Pal Kids cards. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, now, just worth mm. noting as well, because I think you, uh, we made a joke of this. And I think it was you that picked up on it, was um, The Golden Child, which we we spoke about um, in all the way back in, in May 2020. Um, it was released in the same year. And I think mm. there was a bit of a push to get Big Trouble in Little China released before... 
uh, The Golden Child because they've both got similar themes, haven't they? You know, you've got, yeah. uh, you know, a bit of magic, a bit of martial arts. You've got a Western sort of hero, wisecracking, um, you know. Victor Wong, you've got him in both. Yeah, absolutely, you know. And so, it, and I, th- I think we, we uh, said the last time that... Um, he, uh, um, John Carpenter was offered the the, to, the part to direct Golden Child, um, so that that was interesting. But yeah, there's Peter Kwong who was in, um, <laughs> and then you got um, Vi- oh, Victor it's, Wong. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Victor Wong, Carter Wong, Peter Kwong, <laughs> James Hong. <laughs> I love it. Brilliant. Um, so because I think we said didn't they? Like they could come up with a detective agency or something. Um, yeah. Hong Kong and Kong. Uh, James Hong did all right around that period, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I mean, he's still alive as well. I mean, he's uh, he? he's getting on a bit. I mean, he's, he, he was. Must be, he, was I mean, he always plays like the elderly Chinese person. They could be good. They could be bad. He could be either. But he seemed to pop up in quite a few films back then as elderly Chinese mystic. Yeah, and he was probably made to look a lot older than he is, and he, now he just looks like he did in the makeup. He probably looks like fucking um, Lopan when he's in his when he's in his little zoomy chair. <laughs> he's um, uh, he was born in 1929, and he's got f- 445 credits as an wow. actor. Um, <laughs> and I mean, he's still doing stuff now, like a lot of voice acting. Uh, you know, is in Kung Fu Panda, um, something called Gremlins: Secret of Secret, secret of the Mogwai, whatever that is. That's a what TV, hell is that? TV show where he plays a grandpa or something. Um, that's coming out at some point. So he's still do, he's still working hard. So you know, bless him. So there we go. Just quick run through of the cast. Um, as we mentioned, Kurt Russell, Kim Cattrall. Now Kim Cattrall, I think a lot of people will know her more so over the years for Sex in the City, where she mm-hmm. pa- played um, a slut, didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> I do think that was her character's name, yes. Uh, I, I must admit, I've only ever watched a few episodes of Sex in the City, but no, I think she was the one that basically liked shagging out of all of them. I, I, I think I watched five minutes, and by the time I'd stopped peeling my face off my skull... I think I just turned over and thought, never again. Yeah. I think I went through a period of... Um... Oh, please don't. Please no. <laughs> no. No, no, well, no. just to sit on your own eating ice cream <laughs> watching Sex and the City and Ali McBeal. And there you go. Um, no, I was. it was Ali McBeal I was going to uh, bring up. Um, because that was... How, how old would I have been? I think that was... Uh, me. Far, far too old to be a lonely middle-aged woman is what you would have been. Oh, yeah. Well, I was I was um, with somebody at the time, and we'd watch it together. So that's my excuse. God, were you in onesies? <laughs> I don't think onesies existed back then. I do have own a few onesies. God, you're learning all sorts about me um, right now, uh, aren't you? Why? My, my, why? Because they're warm in the winter. Um, So's a fucking jumper. The kid, look, the kids buy you stupid shit like that. So no, they do, they don't, Chris. They don't. They don't buy it. It's your wife who buys it. I know. I know. Anyway, oh God, you have to undo a panel to have a shit. I'm gonna turn in my man card, uh, but yeah. So <laughs> Kim Cattrall, most like I said, Sex in the City. I think a lot of people would know her f- from. However, my first movie uh, w- with Kim Cattrall in it was Porky's. Did you have you ever watched that? 
I have, yeah. She in that? She's the uh, she's Lassie. So you know, the, I mean, it's a long. I mean, good good lord, it is a very long time. Oh, I love Porky's. Uh, again, watched at a far too young an age. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, they just <laughs> you think about it, ridiculous age. I mean, because that came out. I think that wasn't. That was really early 80s, so I would have been... I have probably only seen a heavily sanitised version of that because it was definitely on ITV late at night. Yes, yeah. So I probably missed most of the film. I I think I remember laughing my ass off when they take them into the the Everglades and they think they're all going to get... have a shag and it turns out that they're playing a joke on them and, and this guy comes out with a mask and a machete but they're listening to them pretending to have sex uh, I don't know if you remember that scene and then there's a bit where there's a guy who sticks his knob through a hole in the wall in yeah, the showers I re- remember that bit I'm sure they look through the hole and say look at all the fur in the, on that yeah <laughs> <laughs> something akin to that oh god yeah it, did, did you say did you see Minge in that you did yeah I think it, yeah, it might have been the first thing on television where I'd actually seen some some minge. <laughs> but then um, the the so they're talking about Kim Cattrall's character and she's called she's named Lassie, nicknamed Lassie. And this one guy, the one coach, is saying because she howls. Why is that? that? Yeah. So why is that? he says just take her up to the boys' locker room and you'll find out why. And because. She, I mean, again, you're learning all sorts about me because she w- wore sort of like a cheerleader's outfit. That's you know kind of helped to develop a thing about cheerleader outfits for me. Um, thanks a lot. <laughs> that night, the garbage pail kid was put aside. Uh, no, um, but it was, and so it was. That was my introduction to Kim Cattrall. So whenever I see her in anything, I always think back to Porky's. Um, there you go. Um, Dennis Dunn, who plays Wang Chi, um, and. The only other thing I've ever seen him in is The Midnight Caller. Did you ever watch that with Gary Cole? Gary Coleman? Coleman, is it? Sorry. Um, what, the little midget fella? No, no, not... No, what's his name? Not Gary Cole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck me. No. Um, oh, fuck. I'm going to have to look it up now. But anyway... that No, I haven't actually. No, no. Oh, right. I don't think I've seen it. Okay. So, um, it is Gary Cole knob i knew it was i know i just thought throw you off with gary <laughs> coleman because now i'm just thinking that would have been a great that would have been a great show uh, um so yeah uh and then uh like we've mentioned you've got your staples of kind of films from the 80s like james hong victor wong um and then you've got the three uh storms yes which are awesome and amazing but we'll come on to those in a bit so you've got carter wong as thunder he's a big sort of muscly dude um peter kwong as rain uh who's a swordsman and then you've got james pax as lightning and guess what his superpower is um Mm. so yeah Uh, but that's the main cast really those are the only ones that i know of shall we say um so i think so i'll just just have a look uh yeah i mean Kate Burton as Margot. I mean, don't recognise her, but she no. has Jack Burton's surname. Yes, um, but there you are. So um, now we have a Metacritic. Woo. Woof, we do. Amazing. Um, so should we have a little look at Metacritic then? Uh, oh, yeah. be- before we do that, this has got on IMDb a 7.3 rating out of one uh, 131,000 ratings that's not bad is it that's not bad at all it's uh, up there up there with what we've had yeah uh so here we go on metacritic it's got a 53 
um, which is four positive reviews, eight mixed, and three negative. So, do you want to take one of the positive ones? Yeah, go on then. I will. Righty dighty. Let's let's have a look. Who's who's standing out? Fuck it. We'll go for the highest one, which is from the Voice or Voice of some description, which I'm assuming is some kind of printable magazine. Um, and they have said, "Big Trouble in Little China" is a far more enjoyable mashup of classic westerns, Saturday morning serials. A Chinese wuxia, wuxia, wuxia? Is that right? I think so. Uh, than any of the Indiana Jones movies, with Kurt Russell in full bloom as Carpenter's. D- Jesus, why have I chosen all with words I don't like? <laughs> Carpenter's de rigueur, hard drinking, hard gambling, wise cracking, loner hero, a bowling alley John Wayne. There you go. Uh, I'll go with Empire, and this is Kim Newman. Uh, It falters a little in its confusing climactic battle, but is breathlessly paced, wittily scripted, amusingly played, action-packed, and relentlessly spooky. That's quite positive, actually, but that's one of the the more middling reviews. I'll I'll, I'll, uh, I'll empty that barrel and scrape the bottom, and there I find Rick Kogan of the Chicago Tribune, who's given it 25. And he has said... Uh, though the film does contain a few minutes of patented carpenter camera magic, it is unable to sustain either story or character. For all its flash and colour, it is a dull film, an artless dig in the Spielberg garden. Oof. Ooh, that's harsh. Mm. You wanker. Um, so, there we are. Have you got a synopsis? Uh, yeah, sorry, I'm just looking at some of the user reviews as well. Uh, right. Someone's given it zero. Oh, idiot. There is someone who gave it eight, who's called Schnitzel Puff. <laughs> okay. Well done, Fine. Schnitzel Puff. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, I, mean, I, I thought like, one of these sites would have a reasonably detailed synopsis. But, you know, I'll, I'll read you both because you know, I think we, we, I think we can afford the time. So IMDb simply has it as. A rough-and-tumble trucker helps rescue his friend's fiance from an ancient sorcerer in a supernatural battle beneath Chinatown. And Metacritic, you know, thinking, oh, we can do shorter than that. They just have summarised it as, an all-American trucker gets dragged into a centuries-old mystical battle in Chinatown. Hmm. Well, there you go. Um, so, shall we listen to the trailer? Yes. There you go. Right, here is the trailer for Big Trouble in Little China. This is Jack Burton in the Pork Chop Express, and I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. It's a pretty amazing planet we live on here, and a man would have to be some kind of fool to think we're all alone in this universe. There is a hidden world where ancient evil weaves a modern mystery. What's going on here? Is this some kind of... Magic. The darkest magic. They call it Little China. Finally, we shall bring order out of chaos. It's where big trouble was waiting for Jack Burton. Who? Jack Burton. Me. Jack. Jack. Jack! They told him to go to hell. He make one move. And that's just where he's going. Somebody, I don't care who, tell me what is going on. How are you going to spring us? I have 
no idea. There are many mysteries, many unanswerable questions, even in a life as short as yours. <coughs> Destiny rests in your capable hands. Hey, I'll do my best. Ah! Oh, God, is this really happening? Ah! This is gonna take Cracker Jack timing, Wang. One, two, three. Maybe trapped. Total concentration. Safety. Huh, yeah. You ready, Jack? I was born ready. Way to go, Jack. Jack Burton's coming to rescue your summer. Hey, what more can a guy ask for? 20th Century Fox presents Kurt Russell in John Carpenter's. Big trouble in Little China. It's all in the reflexes. So there you go. That was the trailer for Big Trouble in Little China. Um, no, th this particular trailer, it's it's quite long. Um, I mean, it's it's about it's over two minutes long. This, yeah. uh, so it's a, uh, and it gives quite a lot of way. I thought. I don't know. It does. It it does give. Yeah. It, if you sat there and thought about it, it does basically give you every part of the plot almost, doesn't it? And it pieces together and shows you things that happen. Mm. Um, because I mean, how long is is this film? It is one hour and thirty nine minutes. Mm. So that's, 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 that's take away the take away the end credits, etc., etc. It's quite a sizable chunk of the film to give away. Yeah, um, but it does have that typical kind of eighties. Uh, length in terms of you know an hour and a half ish, yes, which is nice, which Perfect. is good. So yeah, so there you go. Uh, right, shall we start getting into the film now? My yes. favourite part, or one of them, my favourite parts of the the show, is how many pages of notes have you written? Well, so I'm getting a real like ASMR rustling for you. <laughs> Uh, I've got one. <laughs> I have probably got eight and two thirds. Ooh. Now I'm. I feel very bad. Um, oh God, you've fucking done it in Braille or another I, language, haven't you? I. I. You've typed it up, haven't you? I typed it up. <laughs> Screw them. Uh, no, it's four pages on a Word document. It's two thousand three hundred and three words. Well, I haven't done a word count, so I can't. And now, see, the, the thing for me is if I write it down, it ends up, and uh, an hour and a half film ends up me taking about two and a bit hours because I have to pause it while I'm writing. My hand can't keep up quickly enough with no, what's going that's on. That's the way we do it. I know, I know. But I just kind of, because I've been busy this week, um, and so I thought, I'd, I'd, yeah, it'll be quicker if I do it like this. Typing while you're watching it? Yes. I can type fast. I can touch type as well. Look at me. Look at you, yeah, but you know... I can touch type. I've got a onesie. I like Ali McBeal. I'm. I'm, I'm sorry, Christina. I'm so <laughs> secretly a woman. Yeah, uh, 1960s receptionist is what you are. Oh dear, never mind. Um, so 
I might just count my words now and just just make it really uncomfortable for you and ignore everything <laughs> you're saying till I finish counting. Oh, please don't. Um, so let's get into the movie then. Um, now it opens up with um, Egg Shen, and he's been interviewed by a lawyer, and he's Egg. <laughs> Egg, I know, it's amazing. Uh, he's been asked about the whereabouts of Jack Burton and, you know, there's talk of half a city block exploding in green flame. Yeah. And he, Egg is quite insistent with him to leave Jack Burton alone because they're, they're looking for him, they're after him, and he's said, you know, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. Um, and he asks, you know, do, do, do you believe in magic and monsters and ghosts, you know, and eggs, of course, because it's real. And this obviously this this lawyer doesn't believe a word of what he's saying. Um, and then he says, like, prove it. And, and he shoots some lightning out of his hands. And, yeah. you know, it's like that's how it begins. It's very small. Now, I've <laughs> never I've never questioned this opening ever until I watched the extras on the Blu-ray. Yeah, and I completely forgot that this was the opening. Yeah, cold opening. I was like, I was like, huh? you, you what? I thought it was. It started from now. So yeah, that was weird. Which is the you know the truck driving in the rain, and it's you introduced to Jack Burton, and he's talking on CB. But so, I like I said, I've never questioned this um, this opening before uh, in terms of you know its kind of place in the movie i've just kind of accepted it's there and I, to be fair i really like it in some ways because it does set the film up because they're talking yeah. about magic they're talking about monsters he shoots the lightning out of his hands it's cool it's i like that so you're kind of on board with it aren't you you know you're watching it thinking oh this is going to be fun it's exciting but in terms of him egg talking about jack burton and saying you know we owe a great deal a great uh, deal of gratitude and uh, you know he's in our debt to, uh, to Jack Burton and he's he's you now leave him alone um, if it wasn't for Jack Burton you know we'd all be dead or something you know what I mean it's kind of like yeah. he builds up Jack Burton a lot doesn't he yes now that, that doesn't really fit and the reason why it doesn't fit is because apparently when John Carpenter showed the film the finished film to the executives they basically wanted him to film this scene to to kind of build up Jack Burton as the hero you know to give him some sense of importance so yeah. so and I've never really I've never questioned it up until this point when I watched it you know for for this this kind of show which um like I said I've got nothing against the opening because I quite like it as an opening but at the same time I when you you go you sort of look into it, it doesn't really quite fit, does it, with Jack why, Burton? Why do you need to build him up as the hero? Surely the point of the film is he kind of becomes the hero as such. It, yeah. So why would they ask? Oh, we we need to establish that he's the hero, but why? You know, <laughs> if you watch Commando, you know you Arnie's lifting logs and he's a dad. What you you don't see him? You don't see a five minute you know. Prelude, 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 whatever you want to call it, of him like fighting terrorists around the world or doing whatever he did or saving people or being a good army person. You don't need to know the backstory. I think it's because, um, again, jumping ahead, but Jack Burton's quite a ridiculous character in a lot of ways, isn't he? Oh, he's, he's, and he's, he's absolutely absurd. He's not the hero, and he's yeah. he is a bit of a bumbling idiot. So, and maybe they watched that and thought, oh God, you know, we've we've spent millions on this film and we expected him to be like, you know, 
Indiana Jones, and he's totally not. You know what I mean? But, but when it boils down to me again, jumping ahead, come you know, the actual meat and veg of the film. When it comes to winning, he does the final thing. Mm. You know, he's the one who does it. Who who does in Dave and uh, Bob's your uncle? So it doesn't really matter what he does up to then. He's an accident. The whole, you know, he's an accidental hero for a start, but he still contributes. Mm. And he does. He you know, he kills the big baddie. So. But again, he balls it up at first, though, doesn't he? Um, well, but anyway, we're or, jumping. Or does he? Well, <laughs> well, anyway, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then, you know, the film opens up and you, you see the truck. And uh, I always have a problem with that opening scene because it feels like it's something they're going to come back to at the end. Because he's essentially telling them the story of, of Jack Byrne. Mm. But there's no follow up to that scene. So what happened? What you Put mean it in there because like fuck Egg's in trouble. What's gonna happen? This man called Egg is in trouble because you don't know who he is at the time. So what happens to him? You never find out. Yeah. Who gets the blame? No idea. No. What, no, what you're do right. The lawyers do. I don't know. Yeah. Why are the lawyers after him? Exactly. What? Yeah, what? What made me? Oh, there's a big half a block's gone. We'll blame this man with a one weird eye. This old Chinese <laughs> man with a bag of marbles and a puffy eye. Who drives a bus? A tour yeah, bus. It's obviously him. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, that's what I'm saying. It quite, if, when you think about it, when you sort of sit down and you actually analyse it, I guess, it doesn't quite fit, does it? It doesn't fit into yeah, the film. it feels out of place, yeah. But uh, anyway, um, so yeah, we see the truck and uh, Jack Burton, Burton's talking on his, his CB to anybody. He's basically doing a very early podcast, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doing that lonely trucker thing. You know, when they're not wanking over garbage pail kids, they're on their CB <laughs> radios. <laughs> just talking to anyone who might be there because we never hear him interact with anyone. So he's just spewing consciousness and talking about himself in the third person and, and giving life lessons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and having an, you know, the truck, you know, the truck's the pork chop express. It's an amazing name. Mm-hmm. It, it is, and you know, uh, he's just coming out with this, this um, m- macho stuff, or you know, these making him building himself up, isn't he? Um, yeah. You know, saying things like, you know, he never drives faster than he can see, and besides, it's all in the reflexes, which is kind of like his uh, "trust me, I know what I'm doing" moment, isn't yeah, it? You know, that's his mantra. It's all in the reflexes, um, and he's always he's eating constantly in this these opening scenes, isn't he? He's, yeah. Um, you know, he's eating a big sandwich at one point, and he's eating like I can't. It's like a chocolate bar or something. Um, and you know, he, again, he's just saying stuff like, you know, have you have you paid your dues? Uh, the checks in the mail. What you know? But it's just, <laughs> he's, he's just stupid dog shit. It's just random bollocks. But you kind of, I, you quite, you warm to him, don't you? Uh, you, yeah. You, you quite like him. Um, so then, you know, he heads into Chinatown Market, and it's pissing down. Goes down a very small road now. <laughs> Because I'm tragic, the fir- my first thought was, I'm positive there'd be a weight limit on that road and that truck wouldn't be allowed down there. <laughs> there should be a little sign saying seven and a half tonnes with a fucking thing through it. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, there's there's one scene, he's actually driving the truck, um, you know, which fair enough. Um, and then, again, he's eating. He's now eating yep. some Chinese food at this I point. He, I think he could possibly... Is that some sort of steamed dumpling or a bao bun? I think that's what he, he gets uh, from the lady behind the... 
steamer. Yeah, it's, it sort of reminds me a little bit of um, when you're introduced to Harrison Ford in Blade Runner. You know, he's, he's yeah. a, a kind of like, you know, uh, market and he's eating Chinese food and there's, uh, you know, Chinese people sort of milling about or whatever. Um, and then, you know, you, you see Dennis Dunn's character, um, Wang, uh, and I was a little ch- chuckle. When I... <laughs> <laughs> Wang. Oh, it's hilariously close, isn't it? Hilariously close. Um, and they're playing a game called Fantan, which I've heard of, but I've no idea what it is. It's, it's oh, a... Are they? I didn't know what they were playing. Because I, I think uh, this is what happens when you try and write and you don't pause. <laughs> I saw them flip a thing on, and I, <laughs> I wrote down, what are they betting on? Is it insect wrestling? Mm-hmm. I wondered if they were re- betting on wrestling cockroaches or something. Yeah, a bit like uh, Enter the Dragon, where they're on the yeah. boat and you know they're be- betting on praying mantises fighting each other or something. I thought that yeah. too because they flip over the um, the bowl, and I was expecting to see some kind of bugs or something scrapping, but uh, yeah. it's it's some kind of game involving dominoes, I think. Um, oh, okay. So um, that's less exciting. Yes, a little bit. Uh, so anyway, and then you know they're all they've been playing all night. You can tell this because yeah. everybody's yeah, tired. The sun comes up. <laughs> yes, it's morning. Um, yeah. He's he's winning. He's uh, you know and uh, Wang who like I said, he's wearing quite a natty hat at this point as well, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Um, uh, but you don't quite know that they're friends. No. Um, and also, well, you, you actually get the feeling that he's really quite pissed off the fact that he's lost so many games. Um, and he's lost his money because uh, he slams a meat cleaver into the table in a bottle, doesn't he? And yeah, well, he, he offers a bet, doesn't he? Because because Jack wants to walk away because he's got he reckons he's got about a thousand dollars and Wang's counted already. He's got one thousand one hundred and forty eight dollars, no less. And he offers him a nothing or double bet. And I was thinking, well, surely the phrase is double or nothing. Yes. But, um, yeah, but anyway, yeah, he, he says he can uh, chop a bottle in half with his with his cleaver. I was, to be honest, I've forgotten this bit. I thought it was going to be some kind of mystical sword, but no, it's a fucking great cleaver. That's all it is. <laughs> and Jack, uh, Jack says, no, 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 not that bottle. It's the one he's drinking out because he must have, you know, he's thinking Wang's planted a, I don't know, a breakable bottle or something or a chopping half a bubble bottle. And uh, he tries it. He somehow manages not to break the bottle. He hits the table first, so obviously his aim's not very good. It pings up, though, but Jack catches it like a, like a whippet. And uh, Wang looks at him as if to say, how? And there we go. It's all in the reflexes. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and now he, now he owes him $2,296. Yeah. But for some reason... his mate. <laughs> yeah. He's, um, he's whole demeanour changes a little bit now. Wang's, like, seems happier that... Um, like, he, he was pissed off that he he, owed, he was losing and he owed some money. And he he owes even more money, but he actually yeah. is like, oh, fuck it, let's just carry on. Um, Maybe a successful night for him is when he owes a shit ton of money and not just $1,000. Yeah. His uh, limit is on how much can I lose by? I want to reach that limit. <laughs> it's a hardcore gambler. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so but he, he needs to go to the airport to pick up a girl he's going to get married to and he saved all his money to bring her over and you know he, he's saying that was his excuse you know, the, the reason why the bottle didn't slice was because he's, his mind's going north and south and uh, you know but Jack doesn't trust him because he was going to follow him at one point in his truck but then they go together in the uh, Jack's um, wagon don't they yeah yeah um, and then they're in the airport and um, Jack spots Kim Cattrall and yeah. immediately fancies her well, the weird thing is, he asks Wang, who's that? Yeah. I mean, that's quite the question. But what are the chances of, I mean, as it turns out, the chances are really good, apparently. 
if you, you, may, you, may, you you don't see very often because you're driving around, Ran, random woman in the airport, who's that? The chance of them going, oh yeah, that's that's Linda. That's Linda. She works down the post office. That's pretty slim. Mm. Yeah. San Francisco's a big place. Yes. It is a bit odd, isn't it? Because and cause he, he basically says, oh, stay away from her. She's trouble. What? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why is she trouble? What's um, she done to you? Yeah. Um, and, but Wang's talking about how he's em- he emphasises how his girlfriend's got green eyes, uh, yes. which is a, a plot device. And um, so, and then Jack goes to chat up Kim, and these three punks turn up. Uh, <laughs> the Lords of Death. Yes, with their Wearing amazing, incredibly racist glasses. <laughs> just gonna say with their amazing sunglasses <laughs> the one guy he's like wearing these white glasses i was gonna say sunglasses but they're not sunglasses yeah. they've got how the fuck would you look out of them I well don't... they're the same shape as chinese eyes it but it, these it... little slitty things <laughs> it's ridiculous <laughs> but you, how would you see out of them because they block your vision i don't get it yeah but, madness anyway um so yeah they push past jack and and then um uh uh kim has got a a photo of uh, this woman that she's waiting for. Tara. Tara. Um, Mm. And then the gang go to grab her uh, uh, and then they grab um, Tara and then Jack sort of like, you know, uh, steps in, acting macho, whatever. Yeah, gets Uh, his ass handed to him. Yeah, basically. This guy pulls out a knife and a sort of like a... What would you call it? A metal rod. Yes. A telescopic metal rod. Yeah. He starts spinning it round, doing some martial arts moves and whatever. And then another guy trips him up doing the the classic Mortal Kombat sort of like trippy move. Um, I mean, the the airport security is quite slack. (laughs) I mean, if this was set in Peking or somewhere, you might accept it on the back ass end of China somewhere. But it's supposed to be in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, And then it's all kicking off because then Wang's girlfriend, Miao Yin... Uh, she turns up. Yeah. Um, she's quite fit. Uh, and uh, but anyway, and then they grab her and kidnap yeah, her. That, I was slightly confused. Yeah. It's like, oh damn it, we haven't got the one we were after. Fuck it, just grab anyone. Yeah. Um, but it turns out to be a really lucky grab. Yes. Uh, Somehow. And and then there's it's all going off. And then so Jack and Wang take after them, to chase after them. Tara and. Oh, I'm going to stop saying Kim. What's her name? Gracie. Gracie. Yeah. T- uh, uh, they're, they're in the parking lot as well. And, and they're running off in separate directions. And um, then Jack and Wang are sort of standing in front of this car with the Lords of Death, which is driving towards <laughs> them. The Lords of Death. Uh, and... Um, and they're about to get run over, and and so and then Jack pushes them out of the way, and so they've kidnapped Miao Yin, um, and then they're in the car, and again they dive out of the way, and I think that like the one um, review that we read out said there there is quite a lot of funny snappy dialogue that is very memorable in this, because um, like Jack says. Uh, after they get up, you know, son of a bitch must pay, yeah, uh, which I like. So, um, but yeah, the, the, so like, again, Jack is, what the hell is going on? And he does these quite a lot at the start of the film. Well, throughout yeah. the film, doesn't he? Yeah, up until the last five minutes. Yes. Even then, he's not entirely sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're in the, the truck. Uh, they're after uh, the, the car. 
this is where you're introduced to Egg again. He's in his tour bus um, and he's talking to the the tourists, um, and they're sort of like they're all, they almost hit each other, don't they? Yeah, they're sort of playing chicken, but only Egg doesn't know he's involved in a game of chicken. He's yeah. just you know, Jack's willing to smash through a tourist bus and killing twenty five people because this gang of somehow managed to kidnap a different woman that they were going to kidnap, but luckily she's a plot device because green eyes. Because I don't think Tara had green eyes, which begs the question, why were they after Tara? I don't think they were after Tara. I think they thought that Tara was the one with green eyes. Oh, but so, they, so we've got... Are they being racist then, saying they all look the same? But why Why was... why? Because the, the whole Tara thing goes nowhere, essentially, does no. it? It's, <laughs> no. It doesn't... No, it, She's more of a, she's a plot device to introduce Gracie, who it turns out is called Gracie Law, and she's a lawyer. Ah, yes, there you are. Mm. Um, um, but yeah, that's a odd in itself. Like, yeah. Uh, but anyway, we're getting into the the but, the, the detail. Yeah. Egg shimmies out of the. Well, I say shimmies. Egg swerves out of the way while Jack plows his truck down this tiny street, and uh, yeah, Wang tells him to take a right, and he says where, and he says take a right now because he can't see the alley. They drive up this alley for about, what, 50 metres? And Jack's like, where the hell are we? Mm -hmm. 50 metres from the main road. You can't be that fucking lost. (laughs) But it's almost as if they've stepped into another sort of time of, of, you know, this another place almost. Um, He does does ask a question of an old woman who's butchering a duck. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, She just fucks off. (laughs) It's like the Western thing, isn't it? Strangers walking into a Western town. And, you know, all the people looking out the windows, if you tilt your hat or ask any, anyone a question, then all the shutters close because they know trouble is a-coming. Yeah, or a bit like in Condor Man, where they all the, <laughs> the, the bad, yeah. all the bad cars turn up in the village and they shut the, um, the, the you know, the wooden blinds yeah. and stuff. God, we found a link between Big Trouble in Little China and Condor Man. I know, it's awesome. Um, but no, it's so yeah. They're kind of like, well, what's going on? And then there's like this these white robe dudes, um, which you find out are having a funeral. Um, now, were they the fighting tongs? Um, I mean, I, I have to admit, I started to, I, I was, I lost my way with some of the various gang names. Me too. I I'm sure he said, what, like Jack asked Wang, what's that? And he goes, that's ah, fighting tong. Um, I didn't know what a fighting tong was because I'm sure they turn up with a different name. Like I don't know. Yeah, isn't the Ching Sangs or something? <laughs> <that's>... <laughs> I I'm not being funny. I'm... No. Because you know, but but then it's there's problems because they look in their rear, uh, wing mirrors and there's lots of people dressed in black and red and they're the Wing Kong. So you've got the Wing Kong, the Fighting Tongs. You might not be the Fighting Tongs. They might be the, whatever you said. The Ching Sings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Ching Sings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, because he says the Wang Kong are—they're the biggest psychopaths. <laughs> they've all—they're all carrying blades. Um, what's his face? Is there Al, uh, Al Leong? Oh yes, yeah. one of his larger parts as well in this film. Yeah, actually. yeah. So for, people will recognise Al Leong for, as a staple for eighties movies. He was—he was the torturer in Lethal Weapon. He was the guy who stole a chocolate bar in Die Hard. Uh, you know, he's—he's he's been in tons he was, of uh, things. Genghis Khan in uh, Bill and Ted. Ah, there you go. Film I haven't seen. Um, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, so, yeah. And then there's another dude who um, he's... Cause... He's the ring announcer in Hot Shots Part 2. Ah, yeah. He's the one who gets his head caved in 
um, from both sides. With Charlie Sheen and the other guy, yes. yeah. Um, and and he's but he's because you know they've got like um, I wouldn't even call them standard martial arts weapons because one of them's got a meat cleaver, uh, yeah. and then just a machete and whatever. Um, and um, but he's got. He's like a cowboy, isn't he? He's got, like, <laughs> he's got two golden revolvers or something. <laughs> and then there's others that have got fucking AK-47s. Yeah. Um, just walking down. There's so, like, so it's a big standoff. Now, you, it's funny you mentioned that, you know, it's a bit like a Western because apparently the original script that was written, it was a Western and then they updated it, bought it, you know, um, up to date, I guess, and, and then incorporated, I suppose, the, the Western element, uh, you know, in terms of like the Old West uh, so and and you know Kurt Russell said that his character is kind of based on uh, John Wayne. You know it's yeah. the way he talks, and you know it's you think okay yeah, it's true. John Wayne, isn't it? Um, so yeah, and then they um, Wang knows what's going on here, and S- specifically it's a Chinese standoff. Chinese standoff, yeah, not a Mexican standoff. <laughs> <laughs> Chinese one because some have got guns and other people have got. That's the thing. Yeah, they've got all manner of blades, and there's one bloke who's just got a plank. <laughs> but he does it's like use they all it. run to the weapons cupboard and one of them slipped on a fish or something and when he got there there was just a plank left uh, like, oh come on guy be well a knife it, oh, <laughs> you have plank oh. but he, it did kind of remind me of uh, Gangs of New York at the start <laughs> you know again it's a bit of a leap from Gangs of New York from Martin Scorsese <laughs> to uh, Big Trouble in Little China but he did he reminded me of that because um, they've all got knives and just cutting implements and stuff yeah, like true. meat cleavers like Bill the Butcher's got a meat cleaver hasn't he yeah. um, so anyway then there's loads of shooting and people getting shot uh, in particular like you said the guy who does the quick draw stuff. but the thing is he doesn't just sort of like draw his guns he does a <laughs> <laughs> and then he draws his guns and shoots a few people um, and you know that all happens and but then but then they fight after that, it's like all of the survivors, because the Ching 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 Di Bingdies, whatever they're called, I can't think of it. What would you say they're called? Ching Sings, I think. Ching Sings. Because they kind of disappear. <laughs> then they all pop the heads out of the doorways again, like the living ones. And then they have a proper scrap with them, with, with, with you know, full martial arts stuff. And there's some good stuff in there. Mm. Yeah, I thought so as well. Um, and so, I mean... I watched. I mean, it, it's very much quick cut. Like you see, everyone finishing someone off. Yes. And I don't mean in that manner. And so you know, <laughs> you get you know, someone doing a, this one bloke does a three really nice quick roundhouse kicks. Someone else puts a plank behind someone's head, mm. and then they knee their head through the plank. Someone else gets their head squelched on a wall. We get a nice broken arm. Yeah, throwing through windows. Yeah. Um, it, I wasn't far off, right? I know people might give me a bit of stick for this. But it's it was it's actually Chang Sing, not Ching oh, Sing. Right. But come on, I mean, you know, I was close. Um, so, but yeah, so there's a bit of fight. But then the Chang Sings, the good guys, are kind of winning, aren't they? At one yeah. point, and you, you, the guy with the plank, he uses it some good effects because he puts it around the back of somebody's neck and then knees them in the face, yeah, breaking good. the plank, which nice. is good. Um, They've got their little gesture as well, aren't they? They've got like a little salute they do to each other. Yeah. So if um, Billy Wing, I'm just making that name up. Billy Wings just done a good roundhouse, and Bobby Wong has seen it. Then Bobby Wong does that, does it, sort of three three fingers half curled in, and then the forefinger and the thumb out. Yeah, like, I would have done that to my friends when I was younger as well after watching this yeah. film. Um, and so yeah, and then um, 
there's, like I said, big fight, and then the guys who are dressed in black are losing the bad guys. You know, they're dressed in black, so they're clearly bad guys. Um, and uh, then, you know, there's a big green explosion. Oh, and that was the thing I was going to say to you, is that, I mean, when I was younger, I did watch quite a lot of martial arts movies, as we've established. Um, but then I think, like, the Van Damme movies would have come a little bit after this. You know, yeah, like Bloodsport yeah. and Kickboxer and all that kind of stuff. But the earlier Jackie Chan stuff, I would have probably watched a few of that, them, like Armour of God and Police Story. Um, so I did like martial arts stuff. But in terms of a mainstream Western movie, I don't think that there was much in terms of martial arts around then i mean a karate no, kid was a bit earlier wasn't it but the, yeah. this is proper but, i mean yeah, yeah. that wasn't really martial arts in the karate kid was it <laughs> i was just gonna say daniel larusso can't do shit can he uh, <laughs> but in terms of like like you know chinese uh, people or you know people from an eastern heritage actually doing martial arts in a western film like yeah. i can't think of too many a big no. budget one at that um, but anyway, yeah, so they're all fighting. Then there's a big green explosion, and then you've got the three... You're introduced to the three storms, which are... Every, and everyone shits themselves. The, yeah, so this is the point, because the guys, the... What are they called? The Wing Kung? Kong? Uh, the, uh, yeah, Wing Kong. Wing Kong. So and the one that I still can't remember, even though you've just told me what it is. The Ching, Chang Sings. Chang Sings, Chang Sings. I've got to get that in my head because I so can't they all back. They, yeah, you're right. They're all back up together because the the three these three dudes wearing um, awesome hats that obscure well, their just, faces. <laughs> I called them the bin heads. <laughs> yes, bin head one, bin head two, and electric bin head. <laughs> they all somersaults. They all demonstrate their various things, which we'll get onto in a second. Um, I mean, one of them's fucking like got lightning shooting at him, which would be yeah. enough. So, but they all shit themselves. But no, and I think that do they all fight the three storms at this point, or is it just the Chang Sings? Because I wasn't sure the Wing Kongs. They're the bad guys that join up with the storms later on, don't yeah. they? So why are they shitting themselves? Yeah, you do. Because I, they're wearing different coloured clothes, so it's not like these three are going to not know which ones to hit. And even there's guys in black that shoot at the three storms, and they realise that bullets yeah. don't work on them. So and they get um and so the three storms pop up um. And then they do this thing where they pull up, pull out their knives, and it's a bit like RoboCop. Is yeah. Sort of now, like why? Why is there a weird mechanical sound? Yeah. When they all get it out. It's like vroom, vroom, yeah, vroom, kind of. That, you know. that never happens again. No. Because at that point, you could look up, go, "Oh, they're all working." You said, "What are they like ninja robots?" No, they're not. But yeah, just a weird. Two weird uses of a mechanical sound effect, and they do the yeah, they do this kind of move in unison, don't they? Where they get yeah. the knives, they magically transport them into their hands. They do a somersault and throw throw their three knives at these three uh, guys who've got guns, uh, stabbing them in the stomach. And but yeah, they demonstrate their different weapons, and you've yeah. got uh, one of them, which is Thunder, I think, the big guy. Yeah. Been He's got. <laughs> He's got sort of like a traditional type of you know weapon i'd say yeah uh, it's, it's a like, bit like it's a, like a knife and it's got like a herb like one of those herb choppers on the handle as well yeah it's yeah and then you've got um uh rain which he's got a weird weapon because he sort of extends like these kind of like weird claws like on back a, scratchers that's what yeah. <laughs> two, got some back scratchers <laughs> they are aren't they and then you've got um 
uh, thunder and he or is it lightning sorry fuck me I don't know well, I, I call him electric binhead he's got like were like blades that seem to be attached to the inside of his ring that were like little lawnmower blades and he's always straining to have a shit yeah yeah but they're they're like spinning forks, aren't they? I mean, we're thinking, yeah. what are they going to do? You know, they're very they're very good at getting pickled onions out of a jar. <laughs> um, why so, does he always sound like he's like, he's really can't have a shit? He, yeah, he, he does this. I think out of all of them, who's your favourite? By the way, which one did you like? Well, the I'm, most? younger me always liked the electric one because it's the coolest. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But then I think but quite he's, like he's the he's the one with the least character. Who I'm assuming. Uh, uh, Peter Jacks or whatever his name is, whoever played him at the time, may not have known any English. Yeah, he he's got no dialogue whatsoever. Yeah. Um, he doesn't but, have any dialogue, but he has his own theme tune. Yes, sort of. yeah. Um, a bit, but the others two, they have a bit more dialogue and a bit more to do. Uh, so, yeah. so I think they they were probably more established actors, potentially. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyway, so. Um, I I think from my like you said I loved uh, the, the Lightning Dude because like well again they they I think they took a bit of inspiration with Raiden from him yeah, um, and then just a, just a little yes <laughs> and then also uh, Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat is yep. uh, low pan isn't it so um, so yeah and and oh just before we get to the fight Vega's a little bit like Binhead too from Street Fighter Two but Spanish. Oh, okay. okay he's got yeah. his back scratches, or they put his back scratches on his on his hands instead. He's, yes, yeah. And he's you know a bit more <clears throat> bouncy, or not not flamboyant, not fluid, graceful. There we go. He's a bit more graceful. Yeah, but just before all this happens, I completely completely forgot about this. There's an old man that's standing next to the 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 wall as the, yeah, the truck, old man. and it's Lopan. Although you don't know this at this point in time, um, but um, anyway. But, which low panic? Because it's not old, old low pan, is it? No, it's <clears throat> like and it's not. It's not virile low pan. It's like it's a third version of low pan, but you only ever see him once. It's beggar low pan, isn't it? Yeah, it's it kind of looks like a beggar, doesn't he? Um, yeah. So yeah, they go to run over uh, the storms, but the truck's going about <laughs> three miles an hour. Two of them just step out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like RoboCop when the truck's running towards him, isn't it? You know, he just yeah. sort of does. They don't. They don't. Well, they, they don't even do a hop. They just sidestep. Um, you know, and then, but then uh, you do get, and this is made up, Lopan, um, and he's kind of beckoning the truck towards him, like with his, and he's smiling at them, and then they run him over, uh, and uh, but he, they get at the truck, thinking, oh shit, we've just run somebody over. Uh, however, then he's standing there. And he does this awesome effect, which I think is it. I really like. I think it's just very cool. Like he just he opens his mouth, starts snarling at them, and then shoots yeah. light. Well, you say, like you say, snarling. It's quite high pitched. Yeah. It's like, ah, kind of. <laughs> uh, and like light comes out of his mouth and his eyes, and and uh, which blinds Jack. Um, and so they run off, leaving the truck. He splashes a bit of dirty water in his eyes. Um, you know, which <coughs> yeah, you, you can see. magic, magic, and blinding, and it's just remedied with a puddle. Yes, um, and then so they they they're running. They sneak into a basement. There's a survivor hiding there, um, and you know, then they the the is it the who finds them? It's not the Lords of Death, is it? Because they um, spot them afterwards, isn't it? It, it? Is it just the bad guys? The wing, the wing Kong, Wang Kong. 
I think it might be the Wang Kong, yeah. I think I think you're right. Um so they run off, they escape, and uh then um and they go through like a what looked like a fireplace, but it goes all the way to the outside, so it's like one of those things you see that let lets hedgehogs go underneath the road. Ah, right, okay, yeah. Which means they must have fucking big hedgehogs. And, and, but then, and then the Lords of Death pop up and they're after yes. them. So they're just basically legging it. And then, so um, they manage to escape, get into a, the restaurant, which we have heard that from, from a conversation that Jack had earlier on when he was betting with Wang, is that Wang owns a restaurant? Or yeah, he, Dragon so. of the Black Pool. Ooh. Which is a cool name. It's better than all the Chinese takeaways you usually get anyway. Golden yes. Dragon, Jade Dragon. <laughs> Yeah. Or Wingwa. Uh, well, we've got Manwa. Have you? Yeah. All oh, right. So we've got a place where I live. It's uh, and so the, the actually the place is called Finchfield, um, and it's it is a Chinese takeaway. And instead of having like you said an elaborate name like Golden Dragon or whatever, it's called Finchfield Gardens. Um, <laughs> Which isn't quite as exciting, but I always like say uh, I, I always do this, um, you know, because why not? When I, I phone up, because um, it's usually a nice Chinese lady who answers the phone, uh, and uh, but I always say, oh, Finchville Garden, uh, which I, <laughs> totally wrong. <laughs> Just got to put that little spin on it, um, but still. Um, so anyway. The, and and Jack is wearing this amazing blue dressing gown. Um, yes. And uh, which makes him look a bit stupid, I have to say. Um, do, doing what all heroes do, and he's on the phone to his insurance company. Yes. Uh, and so he's trying to find out what's going on. And then this other guy, this other character is introduced called Eddie Wong. Uh, and he's like the maitre d', is he? Oh, it's Eddie Lee. Oh, was it Eddie Lee? Yes. Oh, I wrote Eddie Wong. Sorry. Uh, get, <coughs> Eddie get, Lee, the maitre d'. You I'm see, get, that's how it works. <laughs> I'm getting my, my Wongs mixed up. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Wong and Wang. Sorry. It's very difficult to keep up. But anyway, so yeah, he's um, he seems more of a sort of... Um, he's he's more into Western culture. He's, he seems a bit more Western than, say, yeah, some of the... like a second-hand car salesman. Yes, you know, he, and uh, so he's he's a he's quite a smooth operator and everything, and um, and but he then, knows everything. He seems it, to know all of the stuff that's happened on the street. Yeah, definitely. Like he knows what's happened to his truck. He says the Lords of Death have got it. You know, he, and it's just like, what? How do you know all of this? Yeah. Um. So, but anyway, the, 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 this is where I was think, thinking that you know. Jack is talking just like John Wayne at this point. You know, he's he's properly sort of like, you know, in a John Wayne type, um, you know, com- kind of mode. But then um, Gracie walks in as well. It's like, where the fuck has she come from? Yeah. How so, does she know to go there and why is she there and what? Yeah. Um, but she seems to know what's going on as well because they took Meow Yin to the White Tigers. Yeah. And Jack says, who are the White Tigers? Or he... Jack is the audience at this point because we're getting a lot of names thrown at us. We've had the Wang Kong, the Ching Changs, whatever the fuck it was. I can't remember. Now we've got the White Tigers. I thought we had the Fighting Tongs and I didn't know what that was, but now that might not be a th- I don't know. So I think Jack is the audience at this point because he's like, he has no idea what's going on. And, mm-hmm. I, and if I had to, yeah, I still can't name them all now, but I haven't got a clue what was going on either. So he's, he's a good, yeah, he's a good mirror to the audience. Yes. 
Um, but there's an older man in there uh, who's uh, you know talks about low pan and it, Eddie's uh, Eddie's uh, Wang's Wang's uncle, isn't it? Uncle Ching? Ch- no, fuck it, <laughs> it's, it's uncle, and it begins with a C. I'm sure it does. Uncle Chu. Chu. Uncle Uncle Chu. Right, yeah. There you go. Uh, and so he, and so this is where there's a bit of um, like they're all a bit scared of of. Um, uh, of Lopan, aren't they? Yeah. And he's a bit like Sauron in Lord of the Rings when, like, they're talking about, you know, Sauron and, like, the the flame crackles, but there's actually a lightning in the background, isn't there, you know, and there's yeah. a bit of thunder when the name's mentioned. Um, so, and he talks about him in, in a bit of, like, uh, sort of mysticism, saying, you know, he's he's a bit like he's a dream. He doesn't exist in reality. And <laughs> Lopan's like... flesh and bones are atomized. Yes. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. And Jack's like, "What the fuck is he? Are you talking about kind of thing?" Um, so, but uh, anyway, why is they, he called David? David Lopan. I don't know. It's not a very Eastern sounding name, is it? Really? Well, I, I take it he hasn't always been called David Lopan, because if he's two thousand, like hundreds of years old, two thousand years old, or whatever, two thousand years ago, he wasn't wandering around going, "All right, yeah, David Lopan. That's my name." Mm, nice to meet you. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think date that that has come from. He's kind of they've you created this this businessman front because <laughs> David there's the David Lopan because there's a weird business which we'll talk about later on, which he seems to is a front for for whatever the fuck he does <laughs> <laughs> selling off bits of shit. I don't know. Um, so anyway, they take this pimp, this pink pimp mobile. Yeah, I don't. I don't know American cars very well. Is it well, Cadillac pink? I was going to say it's looks like a pink Cadillac, isn't it? Um, yeah, so they're all big and they all look like they do. So yeah, yeah and the White Tigers. It's a whorehouse. Yes, um, and uh, again, there's a lot to admire in um, in Kurt Russell's performance. But I think he he plays this up so well because he they send him in to get a bit of information, find out about what's going on with Miao Yin. Uh, and he disguises himself as this geeky pervert, doesn't he? Yes, and he's, Harry, he's, Harry Swanson is his, his undercover name. Harry, Yeah, Harry Swanson's his name and Pleasure's his game or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but he, He's really subtle as well. He's like, yeah, I'm uh, looking for something with, uh, I don't know, green eyes. <laughs> yeah, um, apparently. Have you seen the film Used Cars that he did with Robert Zemeckis, I think, directed that? Um, no, I haven't. No, it's it's quite a good film. It's it's uh it's from I think nineteen eighty two ish, um. But yeah, it's quite funny and Kurt Russell's good. It's a bit of a comedy, uh. But uh, he's, he apparently wears the same suit that he wore in Used Cars. Um. Yeah. So there you go. Um. So yeah, and then but before we go in, there's quite a lot of snappy dialogue between him and Gracie, um, which is he's basically saying that she's working with this reporter and she can't go in there because they'll push her face in or something like that. Um, yeah, and it's it's quite fast. It's difficult to keep up with it unless you sort of like switched on. But I, I quite like it. Um, it's kind of just builds up this bit of a rapport between. Burton and Gracie, and as much as like, yeah, will they, won't they? Bit of tension there, isn't there? Yeah, um, and then she goes off and gets into another car, which talks to this rookie reporter who she's bought on board for some reason. To, to oh, for what what reason she bought her on board? Um, I'm not entirely sure because because she's Mar- it's Margot, isn't it? Margot yeah. saying, "Oh, this is my big break." 
break with what? Because she was picking up Tara from the airport. So, but now the the David Lopan and mystical people. What? Yeah. When was she involved? Was she supposed to be there to report on Tara, or has she suddenly been brought in to report on Lopan, which is you know hardly. I don't know. She's it's weird. Mm. But uh, so it's another character that's been introduced at this point, and so um, then this madam who comes in talks to Jack a little bit, and like I said, he's he's after a girl with green eyes, and they're saying that you know Chinese women don't have green eyes, or it's very rare. So, but this this madam who's a bit younger, she's a bit spooked by it, so she goes yeah. in this this hidden room, which isn't that well hidden really because it's like it's not flush with the the wall <laughs> she put she like pushes the wall and the door a hidden door opens but you if you were walking down there you think that's a bit suspect there's a bit of a gap in the wall um but she, you see meow yin she's tied to a bed meow yin i have to say <laughs> she's got zero dialogue in this has she i mean she doesn't yeah. do much and she's either tied to something uh or she just floats around or she gets pricked with the needle of love. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but anyway, so then Jack's in a room with a girl. So they've set him up with somebody and he's getting yeah. undressed. What's he doing? Like he's, he's about he, to have a some sort of wash. Well, he's he's, at, he's he's talking to her. He's trying to get a bit of information out of her, you know. And uh, again, he's like, he's, he's kind of dialogue. He's like, ooh, fresh off the boat. That's how I like him. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, so, but then... She's getting a bit suspicious of him, and then the room and the building starts to shake, and mm. there's another green explosion. Uh, it, and to make sure that you know that it's it, everything's a bit wobbly and, and rickety, and things are, you know, it's like an earthquake. There's a couple of shots of Meow, meow Yin just being rattled around on her bed. Mm, like like um, Reagan from The Exorcist. Hello. Hello. You alright? Yeah, Alexa just spoke at me for some reason. Alright. <laughs> Shut up, tart. Um, yeah, so a bit like Reagan from The Exorcist. It's, yeah. It's, a, it's a, you know, the bed's kind of going crazy. Um, and uh, then um, this madam, she's like screams a bit and she gets shot through the hidden wall, which is quite cool. The roof yeah. comes off. Um, oh, it's and a the, very thin roof. It is. It's and less the, than an inch thick. The, the the storms enter and um, Jack thinks he's got it and he punches Rain a couple of times and he just gets like looked at him uh, and then he kicks him through uh, the the you know the, into the room um, and then they grab Miao Yin and and yeah. fly off into the, <coughs> into the sky. Bin, well, that's the thing, see, and that's you know he uses his electricity to fly, doesn't he? Like he well, he, he yeah, holds it. The you other know. two just seem to fly, whereas he uses it like a I don't know some kind of flying fireman's pole made out of electricity that can move up and down yeah but do you he grabs think her, he grabs her and starts to cut the rope and there's electricity going all over her yet she doesn't get electrocuted yeah i thought that as well so it's like does can he turn it off and on so it's like it's non-lethal does it tickle her does it sort of like you know give her a bit of a shock is it a bit like you know when you get a bit of static electricity and you know you go, oh you motherfucker uh you know Everybody that kind of thing in, he's still he's still trying to strain that shit out of his ass as well <laughs> Um, and and it gets so now we go to Kim's uh, or Grace's apartment, I should say. And um, Margot's there, and you know, she basically acts as a bit of exposition at this point. I think um, yeah. 
and again I never really cared for it or noticed it that much but there's quite a lot of I'd say hokey in a, if I'm being polite but a bit shit um, if I'm being <laughs> horrible dialogue in as much as and I kind of wrote it down not um, word for word as such but they're talking about the you know they've taken her to the Wing Kong exchange and then Gracie repeats it saying oh it's the most dangerous cutthroat den of mad madmen and then it's called the Wing Kong exchange it's not yeah like, going to the exchange and it's sort of like they're you know just to explain it to the audience it's really dangerous you know yeah. um uh, but they repeat the the you know the, the, a lot of the words and stuff. It, it's I like look again. I'm I'm being a bit critical of it, but it, I, I still like it. But you you can look at it from a, a an objective point of view, like a critical point of view, and you think, okay, it's a bit, it is a bit clunky, it's a bit chitty. Um, but you know, it still it doesn't do anything to ruin the film for me. It's just something I noticed, I guess, when I, you know. Um, yeah, I weren't sure. They start calling Lopan the grandfather of old China. Yeah. And stuff. I was like, uh, what? Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then, but at the same time, what I really like about this, and it's kind of like the the, the longer jokes, in as much as they set it up like Wong. Uh, imp- oh, not Wong. So fuck me, I wrote Wong. It's Wang, isn't it? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wang even says something. You know, his mind and his body are as one, and he'll get in there like the wind. You know, you actually believe him, don't you? Yeah. Um, whereas, like, Jack then pops up and says something like, okay, okay, keep the home fires burning, and if we aren't back by dawn, call the president. Yeah. Which is cool. <laughs> um, and so now they're outside, it's pissing down again, and, um, you know, it, it's this whole conversation between the two of them. Oh, it's going to take crackerjack timing, you know, we're going to have to be in and out like the wind and whatever. And Jack, he, again, uses one of his lines. It, when Wang says, are you ready? And he, I was born ready. And love it. Um, Even though their plan is to, when they go in there, to pretend to be a pair of electricians. It, yeah, from the phone company. And yeah. you know that because they're just holding a phone, pointing it at the, <laughs> <laughs> at the security guards. Like, uh, And they're just talking, aren't they? You know, it's, they're just blagging it to get in, aren't they? Yeah. Um, uh, now, one gag that I thought was really funny, and uh, I made a note of it, was that they're, they do manage to get through, through, past these bemused guards um, uh, and but there's like a load of Chinese writing on a, a door that they're about to go through and, and uh, Jack says what's that say and he, he says oh, it's the hell of boiling oil uh, or something like that isn't it you know yeah. uh, just behind this door and, and then he turns around and says actually no he says just said keep out <laughs> or something like that <laughs> so that was quite funny um, and now and now I've seen this in other films involving uh, Native Americans, but or or maybe even Rastafarian drug dealers. But I've never known um, a Chinese person reading bones because it looks as if he's reading eggs, reading some kind of bones in the restaurant or something. I don't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Did, did they look like bones weird. to you? There's, I, there's some, Possibly, yeah. But it. He's so they go back to the restaurant. Eggs there. They're looking at this. He's he's trying to p- predict the future, or he's with there with Uncle Chu, and and that you know he, they're explaining that Lopan was cursed by ghosts, um, and uh, he now he's a ghost, um, and but it, there's a kind I'm, of I'm a, a, I'm a little confused <clears throat> in the Lopan timeline and exactly what happened to him. Yeah, Still. yeah. 
So it turns out that, well, I made some notes, should I get to it? But yeah, it turns out that he pissed off a, a, an emperor and a god, and as a result, he, he got turned into uh, an old man, but he can't do anything because he's an old man. But then he can turn into his what he would like to be, but he can't touch anything because he's a ghost. So ideally, what he needs to do is he needs to appease the god and appease the emperor by sacrificing or marrying this girl with the green eyes so that then he becomes made flesh again. But why would it appease them to marry a girl with green eyes? Well... So that's where, and that's where that's the sac- you've really pissed me off, and I'm going to punish you until you find happiness. Uh, well, yeah. Well, actually, I mean, if you got married, then there's not much happiness in that. <laughs> <laughs> so, maybe it was that was the ultimate curse. I don't know. Um, but no, anyway. So there's a bit more of a sort of like ooh, low pan. He's like, you know, you already know he's a bit of a bad badass yeah. because he got run over by a truck and then he got back up again. Um, like, how did he get run over if he's a ghost? Well, yeah, it's actually because you do see that the body kind of crumples underneath the front of the truck, but still. Yeah. Um, he should have just passed through it, surely. Yeah, well, there's a bit more later on where there's a bit of continuity issues, I think, with the fact that Lopan's, whether he's Corporeal flesh. or non-corporeal, yeah. that is the question. Yes. Um, so, anyway, Jack and Wanger are in the, this elevator and um, it stops and it starts filling up with water. Nah, um, not just any water, though. Specifically salt water. Yes. Um, and But Wang sort of changes his tune at this point because he seems quite believable, doesn't he? You know, he's like, yeah. going to be in and out of like, the wind, but then he starts shitting himself a bit. Uh, and then they open the, the doors to the, the elevator and there's loads of dead bodies. Like, you it know. turns out the whole floor... Seems to be underwater. Yes. So I don't know why the water suddenly started coming in through the lift. Yes. I, I, well, I don't know. I, I'm not sure either. But um, it turns out it's the hell of the upside down sinners. Yes. Uh, <laughs> which I quite liked. So uh, in in this world, then, because there's lots of hells mentioned. You know, the hell of the boiling flesh, the hell of the upside down sin. Is are they just talking about the a torture room maybe in low pans, wherever the fuck they are? Yeah, or if it's sort it's not of like, literally hell, is it? It's... Or, or if it's beyond the grave, kind of like if that that would be your uh, your hell is to be tortured, um, you know, in boiling oil or yeah. or whatever. But um, they're not in hell, so there must be no. rooms that Lopan has set up. So, yeah, yeah. So rather yeah. than having it called the kitchen, this room is called Hell of the Upside Down Sinners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, but then then they're being. I say they're being tortured. Well, Wang's tied up to a wheelchair, <laughs> and Binard too is torturing Jack with clown noses. What are they? Are they, are they like um, squash balls or something? I don't know. I'm going with clown noses because he's, he's this, this ba- Binard's a bastard. He goes around massacring clowns, <laughs> stealing their noses, and then blowing them towards someone's stomach with you know with gusto and mm. uh, but giving it weight so it, it hurts yeah um but then there's a bit of a timothy moment isn't there where he does he, have luscious hair doesn't he's he? got amazing hair yes. apparently that wig was about three thousand dollars um for and it took him hours to get into that wig um so there you are but it is amazing hair because he shakes it out doesn't he yeah and um Ooh, so and, 
Yeah, <laughs> and he's wearing uh, a suit now, so he kind of looks a bit normal. Yeah. He's taken he's taken his bin head off. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, two of them go all corporate, don't they? But old uh, shit strainer never quite gets to wear his suit. No, um, and but you know Jack's sort of. Um, you know, he acts all tough again, doesn't he? Because I think he wants to have a go at Wang. But then, he, you know, he says something like, ah, oh, fight like a man. Uh, and then he does that whole ball thingy into his mm. stomach again, which, but, you know, a bit weird, a bit elaborate, but still. Yeah. Um, so, they, yeah, they, they wheel Jack and Wang into a room. Uh, and the, uh, a very posh room. It's full of golden statues and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know... Rain actually says some a word, you know. He says you're nowhere, uh, and then you get this old bloke who's about a million years old who yeah. wheels himself in, or he's got like an electric, um, a motability scooter, hasn't he? Well, that, is, that is an electric wheelchair, isn't it? Yeah, electric wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah didn't and, have the basket on for his jaffa cake, so it wasn't a mobility scooter. <laughs> but um, Jack's just talking all sorts of shit to him, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, which is quite funny. Um, because he comes across as this kind of, you know, they can't believe, Jack can't believe that this is the same low pan that they they saw in the in the the alleyway. Because um, he's a crippled old man, isn't he? You know. Yeah. Because low pan starts asking loads of questions about Miao Yin, doesn't he? Like, what would what would her mother and father do? Oh, is she religious? And and I like the fact that Jack just starts calling him Dave. Yeah. He just says, Dave, you've got a tongue, ask her, ask her yourself. Yes. Don't get that uh, very well. Uh, no. Um, and, he, you know, he says stuff like, you know, oh, um, just well, you need to check into a psycho ward. and, and <laughs> But it's... Uh, I Basically, I get the feeling, and you would, though, after 2,000 years of being a ghost, wouldn't you? Mm. He just wants to get his leg over, doesn't Absolutely. he? Absolutely, yeah. He's just a dirty old man. Like he, he wants to shag something. That's his thing. But he can't because he's in a crippled old body. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, because it, later on, even where he he touches or he's trying to touch um, Miao Yin when she's floating, as uh, he goes right for the tits, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. And he starts making all sorts of squeaky weird noises, a bit like Jimmy Savile. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, so he's. But then he looks at the um, the TV screens, and he's he gets a bit pissed off uh, because he sees there's Eddie, Margot, and Gracie in the reception. <laughs> um, so so much for the undercover stuff. Um, and you know, then Thunder appears in his suit, and and he he yeah, has a bit of a chuckle. Ha ha ha! I will help you. Um, and <laughs> and then he's got an accent. He's got an accent. Yes, um, and then Jack and Wang is sort of going back into their their room, um, this metal room, and and uh, he manages to knock himself over, and he's still got his knife. They didn't check him. What are they doing? No. They didn't check him for any weapons or anything, because he's got this amazing knife which looks rubber at lots of points in the film. Oh, uh, there's one point especially that thing. Yeah, that thing's never seen metal. No, um, but so he manages to escape. Uh, and then uh, he gets um, um, Wang out, but they can't get at the room. But in the meantime, uh, Thunder's t- taking. Is it Thunder? It is Thunder, isn't it? He's t- he's yes. he, he takes the the other three into a lift. They get gassed, so they get knocked out. And then he gets uh, Eddie 
and he carries him into the room with um, with Wang and Jack. Uh, but the t- the women they get separated, don't they? But you don't yeah. kind of see what happens to them really. Um, well, first, the- I thought he, he, I th- first I thought he hung Eddie on the wall like fucking Leatherface. Yes, did in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, just put a hook through his back. Yes, but he didn't. But you hear the <laughs> ripping, the ripping of sort of uh, fabric, and uh, yeah. don't you? You know. So um, yeah, and then. Um, Wang's explaining about just before that happens. Wang's explaining uh, about how Lopan was cursed, and you know how black magic and sorcery are real, and you know, and and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, but and then so they jump on Thunder's back, uh, or I should say that that Jack does, uh, and yeah. you know he just oh you make one move, and he gets he immediately knocked off onto his um. Uh, you know, no, he doesn't get knocked off onto his wheelchair at this point, does no. he? No, no, yeah, because Wang, Wang and Eddie they get out of the door, and then uh, Thunder does his breathing thing, which means he starts to inflate, and he sort of inflates Jack off him. Yeah, and then Jack um, lands in his wheelchair and rolls backwards. Yes, down this this big long sloping corridor, uh, knocks two guards out of the way, and then there's this well, which has got like um. You know, a barrier stopping people from going close to it. I was thinking, I didn't realise they cared that much about health and safety, or, no. or <laughs> because there's this barrier and it's stopping people from going near this this open well. Um, but he's he manages to sort of do, just stop himself just before he falls into it, does, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah and, he does train. He get tilt, tilts himself upwards again. Yeah. Um, at, at this point, he looks like he's having a shit, doesn't he? Um, <laughs> uh, but the one thing I like about the next bit is like that. So they managed to lock away Thunder, but and they've got these three guns. So they've got a pistol, uh, like a machine gun type pistol, and then a shotgun. Um, and Jack gets the pistol, and then they yeah. all kind of do this swapsy thing, which is quite, I think is quite cool because um, Jack's such such an egomaniac that he can't be carrying around just a regular. No, it's sort of like a revolver, movies, is it? But it's like a, a weird machine pistol. He, he ends up with. Yeah, it's not RoboCop's gun. It looks no. cool, but in yeah. reality, it's a bit shit in it. I think yeah, it's... it doesn't fire very quickly, and he seems to have to pull the trigger for every single bullet. So it's not semi-automatic or automatic. It's just well, semi-automatic, I suppose, but it's not automatic. Yes, so um, it's just pop, pop, pop. Or yes, pop, pop, pop. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but then um, Lopan, I think, finds out that they've escaped. Old Lopan. Um, yeah, and he's then on he, the phone and he's on the blower, a bit pissed off. Yeah, uh, but he does this this transformation, which is quite cool because it's like it's him and there's this massive light shining from his head, where yeah. he, tra- he transforms into Ghost Lopan. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not the white light that makes people blind. It's like a yellow light that turns him into Ghost Pan. Hmm. And his his head sort of throbs and thrums and stuff, and uh, and then he appears and he floats through a sofa and the wall doesn't he yeah. and uh meow meow yin, yin is suspended in sort of air you know she's just yeah she's like, floating lying there and um but he can't touch her and again he just he just wants to shag her and he, he grabs he tries to grab her tits but he you know <laughs> with his creepy nails <laughs> yeah um All long uh, bit that he's got that pervert long little fingernail Hmm. Yes. It's like I always think that when you see women that have got really ridiculously long fingernails, you think, "God, how do you wipe your ass? Yeah. Um, how do you flick your bean?" <laughs> um, 
so and and yeah anyway then you know uh wang and uh jack are sort of making their escape and whatever and, and actually wang you find out can, can actually fight can't you and jack yeah. is completely useless um because there's guards coming through the door he can't even get his gun off properly because he's got the safety, safety on. on yeah mm. um but then he does manage to shoot somebody i think more accident you know luck than judgment um and but and because like eddie says to him oh it's the first time you've plugged somebody um and it clearly is yeah but he, ma- he makes out that it isn't like you know um and then Margot's in in the the prison women's prison They've, they segregate yeah. the men and the women don't they because uh, they don't want you know uh, Margot's writing. Yes. She's writing something. And then we cut to Gracie and she's sort of strung up like a pig. <laughs> she's hogtied, isn't she? Yeah. What did she, she do? Hogt- I don't know. That's what I wanted to know. She's hogtied and, and Margot just sat there writing her story. Yeah. Um, and so Jack's kind of um, hidden away under the bridge, shimming along. Uh, and, good and, upper body strength. Yeah, definitely. And... Um, Wang has got a, a Eddie, and he's got the shotgun next to him, next to uh, uh, like pointing at his throat. It's like, well, why would they care? It's like, like, uh, no, because he threatens. He says, "I'm going to blow his head off." But he, they yeah, know. What? Why, why would they care? He's like, all right, go on, man. We don't give a fuck. Maybe they just didn't want to clean the mess up. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so anyway, there's a bit of a fight that. Um, uh, happens between eddie and he can actually fight a little bit as well he's not as technically yeah. you know kind of gifted in terms of martial arts i think as wang but he, he can throw a punch and you know yeah, all, they've, well, all they've got to do is punch women in the face yes because it's all the guards of the women's prison are women which is quite forward thinking but it does mean that we get to see a couple of couple of dudes just twat a load of women around mm. um yeah and so uh jack's there to break out the women but he hasn't got a clue. Like, he doesn't know. Like, she, Margot even asks him, you know, how are you going to get out? Get us out? He's like, no idea. Um, it's the but, only time he says anything like that, isn't it? That he yeah. genuinely has no idea what he's doing. Um, and it, But he shoots the locks, uses his gun, gets all the prisoners out, because there's loads of women. So where did all these fucking women come from? Were they from, were they from the the White Tiger, the the, the poor house? Where, I don't where, know. Why does shooting one lock somehow manage to unlock all the doors? I don't know. Um... That was like, like I wrote down there. Why is Gracie hogtied? I mean, you know, <laughs> there's lots of whys at this point. Um, but anyway, they're chased um, and they dive into water. And then the the, ba- the bad guys, who's led by Thunder, they can't shoot for shit. They're like no. stormtroopers, aren't they? Yeah, they they shoot into the water while everyone escapes through a through some kind of a tube tunnel thing. Yeah, like, in the side of this, like a pipe, isn't it? Yeah. This water that looks quite clean, but it turns out it's a sewer. But um, yeah, uh, Gracie's sort of halfway down, and her, and she's sort of everyone's swimming past her, and she drags them up. And she's looking, you know, she first of all she's saying, "Have you seen Margot?" Or and like, "No, that it's Margot." Have you seen Wang or whoever? They Wang to them. No. Have you seen Jack? And then she's worried about Jack, and Jack pops his head up. But what I don't understand is though she stood there breathing air because the water doesn't fill the entire entirety of the pipe up but everyone's swimming underwater and mm. running out of breath because they yeah. all, when when she drags them up they're all like because <gasps> they haven't you know, taken a breath for a while it's like well no just tell them and they all dive back down again why i, I, I don't oxygen. know yeah it smelled bad 
Because it is a sewer, apparently. Um, but yeah, and then so that he kisses her, and yes. um, she's not totally against it, but she's no. sort of like, you know, hey, what are you doing, kind of thing. Um, there's a bit of flirting going on, like you know, between the two of them, um, and uh, you know, then they emerge out into this other room, which is full of water. Now, at this point in the film, and there's various other parts of the film, I always have Star Wars in my head. And yeah. I think the reason for the for this particular scene is because it's the scene where they go into the garbage, uh, you know, compactor. Um, yeah. like Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, and Leia. Just after they've they've rescued Leia, and then they find themselves in the garbage compactor, and then there's that monster in the water, which you know drags Luke underneath the water. I always and there's various other parts of the film in this film that I always think. It's a bit like Star Wars at this point, like yeah. the sort of lightsaber ring fight, uh, which we'll, we'll get to. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and and Jack, you know, he's kind of gone back into his hero head now because he, you know, he, he pops up and he's like, "Oh, everyone, relax! Like, you know, I'm here." He's got the rubber knife in his mouth. Um, That's and very rubber at that point, isn't it? It's, it is very rubbery, um, and you know. Uh, again, what I love about it is it sets it up for one thing. And it kind of tricks you because, like, they manage to get out. They, uh, they, there's a door which they need to go through, and Jack's like makes a point of saying, "Right, it's going to get pretty normal from here. Office workers, blah blah blah, you know." And you just kind of will just keep our heads down and get out of there. Opens the door, all the bad guys are there. A bit like you know when Han Solo kind of runs through a room and there's like yeah. a lot of stormtroopers. Um, and uh, so yeah, then they start chopping through the door. Jack kind of he shoots a few. Um, he, he runs out of bullets and he gets his knife out, but he instead of like holding onto it, he throws it <laughs> for some reason, doesn't he? Um, uh, and then uh, Wang pretty much takes everybody out. Yeah, yeah, Wang takes everyone out. I think I think Jack is Jack trying to reload the gun as well. Yeah, because he eventually yeah Wang's taking everyone out, kicked all their asses, and then he yeah Jack jumps out as like ha and sees Wang's trail of devastation. He just looks a bit of a tit, doesn't he? Just um, a little. Just at this a little. point, um, and so then they uh, w- they're walking out, walking past this statue, and the eyes change uh, to this like yellow, creepy eyes. Uh, you know that are watching them. Um, someone, someone whose um, liver was not functioning properly. Yes, and then Gracie gets pulled in by this hairy arm. Um, they all manage to escape in the bus, which gets shot to shit, but yeah, thankfully... It, yeah, it's weird because the bus is full and then it gets shot a lot by the, I don't know, what, security guards? Security guards. Because they're, yeah, because they're not, they're not part of the Wang Kong, Wing Kong. They've got fucking AK-47s as yeah. well. But you see a shot of inside the bus where all the bullets are coming because they're shooting level with the seats and you see inside the bus and those bullets are coming through the bus. So there would have been lots of dead people, but for some, but the bus is empty and they drive away when it's, mm. when it's full again. Yeah, because yeah, they pepper that bus. There'd be dead bodies all over it. Yeah, but there's a little bit of triumph initially because Jack says, "Oh, we made it! Yay!" Um, but we didn't get your truck, and we didn't get um, Miao Yin, and we've lost Crazy. So yeah. they kind of actually lost more than they went in for. Yeah, um, actually, yeah, it was a massive fail, wasn't it? Actually, yeah, pretty much. But now. You see this creepy sort of like hair monster thing, hairy monster that's yeah. kidnapped Grace, uh, Gracie. Now, I quite like it, but at the same time, it looks a bit shit, doesn't it? 
Right. It's a bit rubbery, isn't it? That it's it's there's no there's no animatronics on the face really, is there? It might be a, a very little bit of motion in the mouth, but the it's the flappy hands and feet. It it is the flappy feet, and you know yeah. what it reminded me of a bit like raw head Rex sort of. Fucking uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. like the the face, uh, you know, and because. Uh, is I mean she does this good scream initially when she sees its face and it kind of but at the same time it all it, it reminded me of um a, uh, is a bit of like a a, a bit it, have, you, have you seen the fly too um, yes yeah so you yeah, know yeah. where he gets the dog and the dog gets transformed and then <laughs> yeah. it's a it's a bit like he's been transformed he's been sent through this thing because his face is a bit all fucked up it's not really scary inducing like screaming he's a bit more like you'd feel sorry for him wouldn't you because he does this kind of like weird like hunched like run as well and he's a bit like he's a he's a he's a leftover monster isn't he kind of he's very fly too isn't it yeah yeah he's that labrador that gets turned inside out yes um and uh so anyway um then uh, you get the stor- these two storms coming, the one that isn't lightning, because the, the we can't keep fucking spending special effects money on this guy. So um, no, no, true. Um, and then Lopan's there, but they notice that she's got green eyes because they tie her up, and um, he starts again. He's a dirty old fucker, isn't he? He's trying to feel her up. Yeah, <clears throat> that's what I put. I just put yeah, Binhead one and two, uh, and Lopan. Lopan is a pervert. That's all I put. So now we're back at the restaurant and uh, they're all getting ready to go in to rescue Gracie, Miao Yin and get the truck um, and Egg's there now and he, he gets, he's he got this magnum, hasn't he? You know, he gives, goes to give it to Jack. You'd think Jack would be all over this, wouldn't yeah, you? Definitely, yeah. Big hand cannon. Um, but he, he he doesn't have it and you know because he even says, oh, it'll make you feel like Dirty Harry. Um, and uh, so, yeah, and then we go back to Gracie, who sees Miao Yin, and uh, Ghost Lopan appears uh, behind her, uh, and they've got to tame the burning blade. Oh, before that, Binhead one, <laughs> he, when he puts Grace in the room, he actually says, "Pray your cards right." <laughs> yeah, uh, um, and sort of Gracie's a bit bewitched by. Lopan isn't she, she sort of she almost goes into a bit of a trance like she kind of fancies him or or she's not sure how she feels about him because uh, she sees him and I don't know she she just seems a bit confused by him um, and yeah and then Lopan like does the the mouth thing on her um, yeah blinds her for some reason not sure why um, uh, 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 but then they go to Egg's workshop, and uh, Turns out he's got f- well rich, apparently. Yeah, he's got a fireman's pole, which just leads right into Low Pan's underworld. Yeah, why would yeah? Uh, yeah I've got f- yeah fireman's pole down into down into the pit of hell. It's weird. Which is really handy. Um, it's very handy. And uh, you know, um, Wang says, you know, oh, don't be afraid um, to Jack. But he clearly is. Uh, <laughs> He's a bit scared at this point, isn't he? Um, and then the, this is kind of... Uh, uh, there's a bit of a ceremony going on now, isn't there? Um, yeah, it confused me until they said exactly what it was. Because you get the first binhead, uh, Thunder. Yeah, he gets Thunder to demo his skills in front of the ladies who are stood there sort of in this trance. So he just... Cause 
very loud, isn't he, Thunder? Every, mm. every move. He likes to roar every time he does a move, but he's swishing his little blades around all bare-chested while, while they watch him, and we get a bit of slow motion as well. And uh, he, he rests his blades in front of their feet. Mm. Um, and uh, so it cuts between this and Jack, and, and, and now you've got the Chang Sings, um, and they're sort of with Wang and Egg. Yeah, uh, and they've, they've found the black blood of the earth. Yeah, they're underground, aren't they? Yeah, uh, so apparently a thousand years ago, there was earthquakes that turned the world upside down. Hmm. And uh, yeah, uh, uh, and so that that. But then it cuts back to um, the ceremony, and now you've got Rain, who's doing a bit of sword, sort of like you know, swishing around. Yeah, helicopter. He's with his elegant, elegant movement. Yeah, and and so he, but he gets them to hold the swords, um, which then light up. Yeah, uh, and then there, there's sort of like you know you've got so you've got um, uh, Lopan, he's doing a bit of magic, and they're all do, just sort of like you know, ah, you know, like breathing Being heavy, free, still straining to get that shit out. He, yeah, he's doing it. <laughs> he's doing his lightning, um, and then the sword, it's sort of like you know they fly into the air and then yeah. they touch this weird thing with, with <laughs> such a mystical light bulb <laughs> <laughs> uh, which uh, you know green eyes are shining and then they've passed the test apparently yeah. The, they, yeah, they survived the burning blade and they tamed a savage heart mm. and uh, but uh, Lopan and again he's well this happy is, <laughs> this, <laughs> this is all he gives a shit about he's like oh I'm going to shag both of them yeah. <laughs> uh you know, because he's, I'll marry both women um, because they've survived the burning blade. Uh, and then, so you go back underground now. And again, I don't know why it reminds me of, of this reminds me a bit of Flash Gordon, actually, um, because there's like this kind of creepy spider monster that sucks in a, a Wang, a, yeah, a Chang Sing. Because they see bubbles, don't they? They see bubbles in the earth. I think it's like the earth blood or is that water? I don't entirely know. And then this thing pops out of a hole and then it pops to their reaction. And when it pops back again, someone's put a pair of fake legs in the uh, mouth of the creature. It scuttles back in the hole and Egg kills it with his bag of marbles. Yeah, with his shiny, shiny marbles, marble grenades. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, apparently each colour must represent the size of the explosion because they all do the same thing. But there seems to be different varieties. Mm. This one was obviously the right size for killing a big cave eel spider thing. Yeah, it's again, it's a bit sort of, it's a bit of a, it's a bit rubbery. It's a bit of a monster from that time, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you've seen them in horror films, but you know, um, it keeps it keeps things on edge, I guess. Because I did wonder ja- if they were going to show more of it. Maybe it's supposed to be a slightly bigger scene, but you know, you know the terrors of the underworld. Mm. But then with this things, I mean, this thing flops out of that hole in the wall like a limp dick. <laughs> yeah, it's got no it, articulation, just like, blah, 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 yeah. like a flaccid, flaccid monster cock. It's, and again, it's a bit rubbery, um, yeah. and but uh, it scares Jack, you know. And uh, so anyway, Gra- Gracie and Miao Yin are now in their fancy wedding garb. Yeah, who dressed uh, them? I don't know. Well, yeah, because uh, maybe well, maybe it was um, Rain because he's got luscious hair, so he's obviously you know he's got the sharpest suit because Thunder's dressed in a brown suit, looks like a you know mid-range IT professor, whereas uh, Rain's got quite sharp. You know, sharp gear on, so I reckon. I reckon rain. Mm. Uh, but 
Grace is awake and she tries to get the attention of Miao Yin, but Miao Yin's got no dialogue, so she's just <laughs> keep her asleep. Her acting is terrible. Um, so, but then um, Lightning walks in and he turns their eyes white. Um, yeah, that confused me. But what's that about? Just to just to subdue them, I guess. I don't know. Is just electricity to... used to subdue? But anyway, so now we go back to Jack and the other gang, and they slide down this hole. Um, <laughs> Landed a big pile of fish. <laughs> With goes, rats. Ah, oh, yeah. This is the this is their emergency store. This is their their emergency room with all of their emergency provisions in. So all of the wing wing wong wing kong's emergency provisions are a great big pile of fish. Mm. With rats crawling all over it. Mm. Yeah, delightful. Yes. Um but then you want one dude who's eating a fish head. Um yeah. and uh then again sort of there's a bit more explanation about Lopan, you know, that you know he's 2000 years old um and he was turned into a ghost and that, but he says that even more bad news now he's got to marry a girl but then he's got to kill uh the girl or kill a girl to appease the emperor yeah. so when did that come in yeah so um anyway so his plan is to marry uh Miao Yin and sacrifice Gracie yeah. isn't it at this point because yeah. they've got green eyes um so anyway then they're sort of they're looking and they see these two huge armored dudes walking past with massive swords oh oh you missed something uh, did i go yeah, on yeah egg egg points out that he's got a flask of stuff oh yes says, only a dream can kill a dream yes i don't know you what were... it means by that but fine but but that doesn't make sense either because nope. then they they will have to wait for him to turn to flesh before they can hurt him yeah. So they don't become dreams themselves. They, nope. they, they yeah, there's some weird shit happening there. <laughs> anyway, so Gracie and Mao Yin. I mean, now this whole set, <laughs> this this there's a, lot, under, there's a lot of neon. This underground lair at this point. So they've come through all these caves. There's there's evil b- bubbling under the the surface of the water. There's evil popping out the walls, and but this whole set. Like, who the fuck decorated this? Like, it's from like a... an 80s disco, isn't it? This is the most 80s thing in the entire film. So you've got, like, stairs leading down to this platform in the middle. Well, it's an escalator, isn't it? There it's is a... an escalator, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. But the skulls are all outlined in green neon. And then there's neon, blue and red neon around the walls. It's like, it's like a nightclub. It is, Considering that they've tried, they've gone to um, lengths to sort of like make it feel like it's quite old and quite ancient and whatever. This just doesn't sit right at all. It, <laughs> it's a it's, bit strange. <laughs> it's very garish, but still. So they're coming down for the uh, the wedding ceremony. Now this creature, I I love. Uh, like so a the ball with eyes. Oh, I love eye it. Testicle. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Jack and Egg and everyone, they're kind of like walking through this this corridor and this eyeball monster's floating and it's uh, it's got eyeballs everywhere, hasn't it? Yeah, you know, even on the it, end of its, even its mouth. It's amazing. It's, uh, but the thing is, I always think it looks really cute. It looks really nice. I don't know, it's just, is that just me? Did you, Wait, do you think it looks nice? It has a friendly it, smile, but you can't trust him. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, you know, um, 
were you ever into Dungeons and Dragons when you were a kid or anything like that? Not, you know, like Peter Jackson books and I had a few, a few of them, yeah. Or even the games like you know, uh, Eye of the Beholder, you know, stuff like that. So th- there'd be, um, oh god, there's a monster and it got eyes everywhere, but it was more threatening. I mean, even in um, Doom, you know, there's like the floating ball oh, which has got cacodemon. Yeah, there's there's like things like that. So, yeah. but this one, he's got a nice little smile on his face, yeah. you know, and he's he's quite a cute little thing, I think. Um, but low, pa- he, so he's the, a link. To, he, he's a bit like the fucking. Um, well, he's like an ancient Chinese smartphone. It, or he he's the um, he's the little black robot from Star Wars yeah. uh, that that Chewbacca scares. Um, because he's just floating around, isn't he? He's the link between, uh, you know, Lopan, and yeah. so he sees them. You can um, see through his eyes, and he can talk through it. So he's, yeah, he's a walkie-talkie. He's an iPhone. He's a Chinese, yes, he's an ancient Chinese iPhone. Um, and so you know, but Jack's kind of appalled by it, and uh, so he shoots the, the the thing, which, like I said, he zips off like the monster from uh, the robot from Star Wars. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and and then everyone's at Lopan's wedding, including the eyeball monster now, who's licking his wounds. Well, the weird, the weird thing is, like Lopan is not taking them seriously as a threat because he knows they're in his lair. Yeah, doesn't do anything about it, and he tells them, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill, basically, I'm gonna kill Grace, and I'm gonna use use Mao Yin for all of my earthly pleasures. Yes. But why doesn't he stop them? Why doesn't he send somebody to go off yeah. and get them? No, he you just know, carries on with his ceremony, and mm. that's, that's when he rides the escalator down. And at first, I thought <laughs> because he comes down at an angle, and I thought that's a fucking fucking escalator, because uh, you could just see one of the steps come around the top. And I thought, I wonder if that's an accident. It's not supposed to be that, that be there. Oh no, then it's a full frontal shot of him riding an escalator down this neon fucking thing. So, why would he? If he's, he could float down, exactly. I don't know. I don't um, but uh, anyway, so uh, even oh, the, the the shitty looking monsters there, the one with his rubbery hands and feet. <laughs> yeah, not wearing a tie though, is it? <laughs> um, and then, um, but before this is the potion bit that you were talking about. Before mm. they go in and face them, eggs preparing this potion because yeah. they've gone into um, Lopan's bar, which. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's that's where that's where the reception is for the wedding. We didn't see yeah. the table full of volavants and sausage rolls in the background. Um, and so you know, despite and so they're, they're saying all this um, mystical Eastern stuff. Wang is uh, uh, oh no, sorry, they're saying this like you know uh, that he's been talking in, in uh, a bit of riddles and you know a bit different hells and whatever. And it's like there's a bit of sort of mysticism and you know talking about Eastern stuff, but then. Uh, you know, he, he says something quite patriotic, doesn't he? You know, yeah. about America. Um, and then, uh, you know, they're all in the lift together. They've had this drink. Uh, and they feel, in, like he says, he feels invincible. Or they has all it, feel... Has he just given them all a hypnol? Because he does <laughs> yeah. say, yeah, it's a huge buzz. Mm. That's all it is. Yes. It's just definitely some, some kind of... It's just, it's just like LSD. It's some kind of drug, isn't it? Um and uh, so, anyway, they em- emerge from this this big Buddha belly uh, <laughs> lift, <laughs> which is amazing. It's like yeah. who decorated this place? You know, it's like where do they get this stuff from? Um, so, but and and Lopan is explaining that to become flesh, 
he has to use the needle of love on <laughs> <laughs> on Miao Yin, um, oh, which is amazing. It, this is all. This is all about Lopan's um, flaccid penis. This isn't it, essentially? Because one, I don't know how he's holding it. If he can't hold anything, how's he holding it? And when he good, brings good up point, the hands, yeah. he moves the sleeve. How's he doing that? But then he's struggling to insert it because he hasn't got the strength to puncture them with his love needle. Yeah. So um, really, Lopan just needs a Viagra. It, and but so Wang seeing this obviously gets quite upset because that's his um, fiance that he he's been poked with the needle of love, um, <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, so but Egg stops them, um, and you know he says, "Look, we've got to wait till he's married before we can kill him because that's when he's made flesh." But he's yeah. he's flesh now. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, but anyway, he's poking this needle into her, and she's not happy about it. Um, and she, uh, but he's doing this cackle, isn't he? He's giggling like he's, he's like a demented. Japanese schoolgirl, isn't he? It's, <laughs> it's great. I can't do it. I can't go that high, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, there's um, then the eye monster sees them, um, but Wang's not fucking about now, and he stabs him in the head, which. Yeah. He's quite cool. Yeah, but um, a lovely expression as well when he gets stabbed. He does. His eye, he, he's, he goes cross-eyed, yeah. doesn't he? Um, and then Jack... So they're all going to fight now. Uh, there's a big fight. And, and so like they're all going to charge off. And Jack thinks he's going to be cool. He shoots the, his machine gun into the roof, which knocks some concrete out. And then he ends up knocking himself out. Yeah. Uh, which is amazing, and because again, it's one of those things. Like so that he essentially plays hardly any part in this big face-off at the end, doesn't he? No, he doesn't at all. Which again, so there's a big fight going. Eggs throwing his marble grenades everywhere. Um, Wang's running at walls, yep. somersaulting all over the place. Uh, and but then he wakes. Jack wakes up. He's about to shoot Lopan, and then Thunder breaks his gun. Um, again, Lopan does this weird cackle. It's like yeah. he's like he's I can't do it, it, isn't it? Yeah, he, he's like as he started sucking a wrist at this point. Is he still just looking at his fingers? Because he suddenly well, yeah. turns into like a fucking vampire. Exactly what I wrote. Yeah, because he he does. He starts sucking her wrist, and some blood's coming from him. Some blood's coming from her. It's like yeah. what the fuck. <laughs> um, and then, so uh, Jack then um, he, 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 this, he sees this, he gets goes to get his knife and he sees this big armoured dude towering over him um, and he just rolls backwards, doesn't he? And yep. he, again, accidentally stabs him, um, killing this guy, but he can't get up because no, he's, he's too he's, heavy. He's, <laughs> so, and again, um, what uh, Kurt Russell was saying in one of the interviews that I read was like, you know, they, they wanted to think of ways that they could get, basically keep Jack out of the 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 you know the action but yeah. he's still there you know what i mean which uh he's brilliant no and so uh, maybe if the executives saw this and they were thinking oh you know kurt russell's going to be the he's the star of the movie he's going to be a big hero whatever he's going to do all heroic things and i suppose if they saw this they were probably thinking well he's the fucking hero and he's doing nothing he looks an idiot he looks even more of an idiot in the next scene with his lipstick on. But, yep, but so maybe they freaked out. He's supposed to be a fish out of water, isn't he? So he is that. He's, yeah. He does the important thing. Yeah. Um, he's, but, he's, more, he's more just a walking... He's the attitude. 
that's what he is. Yeah, um, but an egg's got an, a grenade launcher now or something, doesn't it? Like a, a, a this kind of rocket launcher which he fires because um, uh, he, 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 he destroys the skull, the neon skull. Yeah. Um, but then, because... Um, um, Lopan's got his powers now and everything. And that, this is where they have that lightsaber battle with two ancient warriors fighting. Yes. Which is a bit odd because uh, Lopan does this weird wiggling thing with his, his yeah. thumbs. Like he's playing a computer game. It's very odd. Yeah. Very odd. It's cool. I, you know, it, I like it. It's cool. But again, this is kind of like the Star Wars references coming a little bit for me. Yeah. Um, now... How old is Egg Shen? Because he's it's never actually mentioned, is it? But Lopan says something like, you never could beat me, Egg Shen. Yeah, or, so is Egg also 2,000 years old? Yeah. Makes you wonder, doesn't it? Yeah. Or it, never, it made me think. explains it fully, does it? You get the feeling he's old because he's got a puffy eye. But maybe, yeah. Is he a good... Well, yeah, but he's 2,000 years old and he's mystical. So is he a sorcerer? Or has he got a good demon? I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. Mm. Um, so, but I mean, like I said, he, he plays a similar character in um, uh, the Golden Child, Child yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, anyway, then Lightning turns up, Ooh, and he's a bit shit. That Wang was been Wang's been fighting uh, Rain, hasn't he? Oh yes, they're flying through the air. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's lots of jumping, clashing swords. Once they're just flinging themselves around like rubber balls. Yes. Um, which I get. Apparently, um, uh, what's his name? Dennis Dunn. Is it Dennis Dunn? Um, yeah. He'd got no formal training as such, so they trained him up. But he looks good. I yeah. think he looks quite Does um, convincing. You know. Um, so yeah. So he he's fighting with Rain, and then uh, he stabs Rain. Is it in the head or in the chest or something? Because well, he gets sort of distracted, doesn't he? So Rain not being particularly intelligent, decides to launch a really loud flying attack at him from about 40 foot away. So as he's roaring through the air, then yeah, Wang turns around, for some reason turns around and throws his sword backwards mm. and it stabs Rain in the chest and then Rain hits, well, goes flying through some sort of a statue thing and it explodes. Yeah. Um, and, and, and like you said, um, lightning turns up and Egg's got an amazing fan which deflects the the, the lightning blast yeah. so he's a bit useless at this point yeah. um and then yeah so jack and gracie follow lopan into the buddha lift um egg blows up everything with his marble grenades um the crappy monster gets kicked in the balls <laughs> yeah. by gracie and then um jack kisses gracie again in the in the lift yeah um, a big old smooch isn't it yeah she's well up for it yeah um, and uh, but anyway the, then the lipstick uh, the lipstick the elevator opens and Jack's got her lipstick smothered all over his lips yeah. and he's acting all tough and he's acting all hard and Lopan you can hear him talking in the background you know it's he's not arguing. just on his lips it's on his teeth as well yeah um, you know and, and he's because now he's only got Miao Yin and he doesn't want to sacrifice her because he just wants to shag her doesn't yeah. he um, but he's going to have to do it well, Thunder says as much doesn't he he says you know you've got to you've got, you're going to have to kill her and he's like oh you've yeah. got to <laughs> but he does kick off a little bit because actually she does have a, little, a couple of lines of dialogue because she's sort of um, 
resisting him isn't she you know yeah. he's like oh meow yin i love you and she's going no i can't be with you or something like that. he goes you bitch uh, <laughs> 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 uh so he just changes tune a little bit um and, and he always says like, go on kill the bitch uh so anyway then thunder's there and he goes off and he's chasing after uh wang who's somersaulting all over the fucking place yeah isn't proper he? gymnasting everywhere um, and and then um, Jack's taunting uh, Lopan a little bit. Uh, he throws his knife, and which completely misses him. It's a terrible uh, shot, isn't it? At, it? It. But did he do it on purpose? Well, I don't think so. I don't, I think he did it, and he's just a bit shit, to be honest with you. Um, but so then um, uh, Lopan picks up his rubber knife, and he he throws it back at him. But similar to when he caught the bottle that Wang was trying to slice in half, he manages to catch it, and then, with, like, you know, in his old saying, with, it's all in the reflexes, uh, he throws it right back into his head, um, and then he collapses onto the floor, low pan, and then, cool scene, all the statues, like, yeah. kind of, do this domino effect, don't they? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, like I said, Thunder's chasing after Wang. I mean, it's, he- it's comedy, isn't it? Because it's shot through a shot through a door frame and you just see wang back flipping through through the through the door followed by a load of furniture and then thunder just going hey, da, 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 that, and then they run the other way it's like a tom and jerry sketch yeah just smashing every, like he, he, even at one point he even stops doesn't he just yeah. to karate chop this, this <laughs> <laughs> dragon or whatever um but he steadily sees low pan's dead um and now I mean, I've never, I've never questioned this because it's just, it's so bizarre. It, it really is. It really is quite weird. Like at this point, I, th- I even seem to remember at some one point there was a, a picture. Um, I never bought Fangoria magazine because I was too young, but I, I, I had friends who had it, and I think there was even a, a still of like. So, at this point, Th- Thunder's like really upset and and uh, uh, pissed off so, so does he do this because he's pissed off sad is he trying to hurt people or is it an honour thing or what I don't know because he just he turns into like a Chinese suicide bomber doesn't yeah. he like he, his whole body starts to expand and blow up and this is saying there was a picture of, of where his face just about before, just before he blows and he's got the steam coming out of his nose and his ears <laughs> <laughs> Fucking like a garbage pail kid. <laughs> he does. I thought about cracking one off actually at that point. But no, <laughs> he does. He looks fucking weird, doesn't mm. he? I mean, it's just it, and like he, the feet, the rubbery feet kind yeah. of thing. You know, it just it doesn't look right. But then saying that, I have seen some fucking heifers with ankles that <laughs> <laughs> when you're out and about. Um, but still, so and then he just so they go, he's not going to stop, and so they run off, and he blows up, but. Yeah. Instead, of, it's not like in RoboCop where Leon, not Leon, sorry, Emil gets splattered and there's no. chunks and flappy, fleshy bits. It's just a bit of like rubbery stuff. Yeah, it's just like a load of a load of balloon bits covered in a bit of green gunge. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It is a bit odd. It, it's very odd uh, at this point. But uh, anyway, so then again, they're making their escape. But they've still got Lightning uh, mm. who's out there. Uh, he confronts them and he's oh, just uh, random. Wastes fucking time, doesn't he, this fella? I mean, again, he's still straining to have that shit. But he just 
does all these arm movements, fires lightning to the left, fires lightning to the right, fires lightning above him, makes lots of noise, walks forward, and uh, you know, a bit of the roof falls down. He could have zapped them all. Yeah, he could have killed. Three or four times over, but he's too busy just going... Yeah, and but he's more interested in setting the place on fire. Yeah, um, looking cool. And uh, so anyway, they, they managed to climb up, escape into a little room, and then Egg pops up, and he's got this little crossbow winchy fucking thing. Fucking Batman gun, he suddenly <laughs> Um, so, and, and Wang's trapped at this point, but then Egg pushes a statue on top of, uh, Lightning, which fucks him up. Yeah, it's the worst, it, it, yeah, he gets the worst death. One of them gets stabbed after cool flipping, one of them inflates himself to death, the other one just gets a statue dropped on his face. Yeah, it's not good, is it, really? Considering he's one of the cooler characters because of yeah. his, his powers and stuff, but he, yeah, he's just, the way he gets, the thing is, right? They fired machine guns at them at the start, and that didn't do anything to them. And yeah. yet he gets a statue dropped on him, and that kills him. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe it's the buzz juice they all drunk. It's given them weird strength, or yeah. the, it manages to die. No, you're right. It makes no fucking sense at all. No, no. Uh, anyway, they manage to escape. They find Jack's truck, um, and he drives backwards through a garage door, was he expecting to go backwards? Because he because he apologises for it. And like, well, that was the way out. So you've actually done the right thing. Yeah. Um, and so they managed to escape. Now there is a little deleted scene which I'd never seen before. Which so you've got the Lords of Death. Yeah, I saw this. Yeah. Did you see their yeah. car passes by, and so Jack to get some revenge on them, he follows them. They're sat by a harbour or something, you know, and then um, he runs into the back of them and pushes them into the. The, the cold-bloodedly just murders them. Yeah, which they all find hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so, but then they go back to the restaurant. They're all celebrating. They're all happy. However, Egg does seem a bit subdued at this point, doesn't he? Yeah. And he, but he basically says, "Like my work here is done," which again makes you think, "How old is he?" Yeah. Is he, my is work it... is done. Is this going to be that he suddenly just evaporates into a mystical cloud mm. or something? But no, he just leaves yeah he says i'm you know going off for a long vacation and uh eddie and Margot get it together they're happy yeah um and then uh you know wang he he's, makes good on his bet because he gives him actually nothing or triple doesn't he um, yeah, so he gives him triple triple pay gives him a bit more and jack uh, says yeah i did earn it and takes yeah. it yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, uh, well, I think he does try and give it back at one point, or he says no, nothing or double. But then he does take it in the end. Yeah. And but then Grace is kind of standing there, sort of like up against the you know the wall or whatever, expecting. I believe the term you're looking for is smouldering. Oh, there you go. I like that. Um, she's kind of maybe expecting a bit of a kiss. And I think we all are, aren't we? Yeah. You know, we're expecting Jack a bit more than that. <laughs> her and Jack to go off together because all throughout the film, Jack's been trying to get it on with her. Um, and then she, you know, she finally, I think, relents and, you know, when they kissed in the lift, you know, so maybe you're thinking, oh, they're going to get it on because they even talk about maybe going off together. But yeah. then he turns around and says, you know, sooner or later, I'll piss everybody off. So um, and then like um, Margot says, well, aren't you even going to kiss a goodbye? And he says, no. <laughs> An and it's like it turn. It was. No, and I must admit that this is kind of like, you know, 
I know we've said we slighted the film. We've we've pointed out some of the, the the more ridiculous aspects of it. But this is kind of where I think Jack actually does become a bit of a hero, doesn't he? He's a bit noble, yeah. and he's you know he could have just shagged her and driven off and or whatever. But uh, and he, I think he actually kind of realizes or has some recognition of as to what they did because like at this point he's walking out the room and um wang's there and he says you know you can say he has this moment of realization where you know he says like, we, we really shook the pillars of of heaven didn't we yeah. you know no horse shit kind of and and there's this little moment between the two of them where you know i think they both realize what they've actually just done um but it's not the jack he's not the He's not the bolshe, he's not the blowhard, he's not the, you know, he's not that kind of, oh yeah, we fucked everyone up, didn't we, kind of thing. You know what I mean? He's more like, wow, we really did something amazing then, didn't we? Yeah, he's trying to process it all still a bit, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and then he goes off in his truck. It's the same scene as when it started, really. It's raining, he's talking on the CB, uh, you know, and... But he just he seems a bit subdued because he's actually drinking what you'd guess is alcohol because it's in one of those kind of bags. You yeah. know, it's like a brown paper bag. Um, and he then references the pillars of heaven again, doesn't he, on his thing? Yeah, and also, you know, when you've got, um, you know, the, the rains crashing down and the thunder. And, and so he kind of like references, the I think, the three the storms. Um, and then the... I think typical carpenter type thing, isn't it? You know, the the, the it cuts back to the the back of the truck, um, and then you get the hand of the crappy monster, and he's you see his face pop up on on the back of Jack's truck. Yeah. So it's like, is he going to f- kill Jack or what's going on there? But you never, you never get find to find out. Never get to find out. So and then we get big trouble <laughs> in Little China. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, by John Carpenter and his band, the Coupe de Vils. Um, so there you go. Um, so what did you think? I mean, you said yourself you hadn't watched it for a long time. So um, what 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 do you what what are your thoughts now of Big Trouble in Little China? Then I think I think it has its things you can you can pick at and criticise. Totally, it is a bit all over the place. It straddles many genres. Lots of it makes no sense, but Dagnamit, it fucking flies as a film. I mean, I was surprised when he said one hour thirty nine because it absolutely zips, and uh, no, I I enjoyed every minute of it still. Regardless of, I think this is one of them I, I could pick apart a bit, but it doesn't matter because I find something inherently fun about it. There's something fun about Jack Burton, and. You know, you can look back. Oh, they could have done more with his character, but I don't think you could have done because you'd have to change him. And he works because he's brash and completely out of his depth. You don't need any. You, they never needed a sequel or, or anything, any others at all. Because I think this shows his little journey. He's grown a little bit, probably not that much overall. Probably still ends up being a bit of a bell end, but that's fine. He, he had an experience, and but no, I, 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 yeah, I had a great time watching it. Yeah, for me, like you said, I mean, watching it, I suppose, for, for, for the purposes of doing it like, you know, this um, this show. So you do analyse the films a bit more, you know, you do look out for things a bit more, you, you pay a bit more attention than perhaps you would just by watching it as a piece of entertainment. So you're right, you you do, you you can pick part of it, you know, uh, some of it doesn't make sense. So there's some of it which, are, you know, the dialogue's a bit rubbish. 
but as a piece of entertainment i mean it's 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 up there i mean it's one of my favorite films it, it is just it's a brilliantly put together film it's, it's so funny i love it um some of the dialogue's really awesome. I think Kurt Russell is is so good in it as much as like you say. I love the way that it it subverts it. You know, you think oh he's going to be the hero and he's not really. You know, he he, he tries to he thinks he's the hero, um, but actually the hero is is uh, Wang and Jack's the sidekick. Yeah. You know, um, so and, it, and thinking about it, I mean, it's must admit, you know, it's made me think more about the Golden Child, and we did we were a bit cool on that, weren't we? We. I, we were, no, I th- but I think we were right for the Golden Child. Whatever this film has, the Golden Child was lacking. Yeah, and I think, well, I mean, as, as you know, um, hot as Eddie Murphy was in, say, uh, you know, at the time, you know, uh, he just, uh, he's not, I think they, uh, that that's what they did. And I think that's what was is, um, wrong with that film, which went, was right with, Big Trouble in Little China, but the studio executives ultimately, I think that's where they got it wrong because they portrayed um, Eddie Murphy's character as the kind of reluctant hero, where he 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 is a bit self-deprecating. But whereas Jack Burton is a bit of a a, a knob, isn't he? Not in a yeah. bad way, but he's just an idiot. <laughs> like yeah, he's just he's just arrogant. That's about it, really. Arrogant and a bit... He just doesn't understand things. Yeah. Um, so, And I think that's that's it. Because, whereas, ultimately, the difference between The Golden Child is that, I mean, it's a fairly forgettable film. No, really, isn't it? You know, you don't hear yeah. many people talk about it in, in sort of, you know, positive terms as such, you know. Or even say, oh, yeah, The Golden Child, that's an awesome film. Whereas if you talk to a lot of people about Big Trouble in Little China, they'll say, oh, that's one of my favourite films. I love it. You know what I mean? So it's... I think... It's although it didn't do well initially, it's aged. It's become a cult film, hasn't it? Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, we're looking at there is the difference between what makes a cult film a cult film and what makes a, a film just. Meh. Yeah. Um, so, I uh, yeah, I I love it. I think it's great. It's um, it still stands up. I think it's like I said, it, it doesn't seem to age particularly. I mean, there are t- bits of it which are a bit, you know. Hope. It's a bit like Robocop, like I said. There's there's bits of it which age, you know, in terms of some of the special effects and other things. But in in terms of the the story and everything else, it's it's uh yeah, I love it. There you go. Cool. Right. Excellent. So we did have some Twitter correspondence. Um, do you want to take the first one? This is from Mister Alan Sundars. Yeah, and I did it backwards. So yeah, I've read... I've, I've just noticed that. Okay. You muppet. Right, Mr. Alan Sandars of Alan Sandars. Um, he says, I remember the first time renting the movie and being completely lost yet blown away. It was unlike any movie I'd seen up to that point. After multiple rewatching, it has rapidly become one of my all time favourite John Carpenter films. I love how the audience pretty much only knows what Jack Burton is experiencing. He's supposed to feel as lost and confused as he is. Is immensely satisfying to watch. Has some great quotable lines and still holds up today. Mm, very true. Uh, next, we've got Rampage One Nine Eight, who says one of my favourite movies ever. I also split my head open after watching it, trying to flip like the fighters in it. <laughs> Brilliant. Fair play. Right, uh, we've got. Uh, I don't know who this is. Someone called Spanky Spangler. And she has said, just as weird, flying eternal Chinese gods, 
as Buckaroo Banzai yet more popular? Why? Also, do you think of Lassie when you see it? How? I do. Ah, there we go. Yes. No, I've never seen Buckaroo Banzai, but apparently the writer of the movie did write Buckaroo Banzai. So that's possibly where the the connection is. But I've, I must admit, I've never seen that. And that's got Peter Weller in it as well. Hmm. So uh, there you are. Uh, right. And then next we've got Daniel Jansen, uh, which is at enemy underscore is underscore great. Um I did a really nice 35-year anniversary review of Big Trouble in Little China. I'm sure that fans of the film would love to hear about it and read it, of course. So um, we'll re- make sure I retweet that. So there you go. I uh, can't believe this film is 35 years old. Jesus. That's mad, isn't it? Yep. Uh, there you go. So we are going to be going back to our regular content i guess of of definitely knowing well sort of not knowing where we stand with the film before we watch it uh and it's going to be your pick so what have you decided we're going to watch next you know what we're watching next i can't remember yeah. did you tell me well, oh oh i think i might do actually yeah yeah right well do you want to go through the rigmarole of oh, do you want me to try and make you guess <laughs> well do it do it for the listeners benefit more right. than mine okay we are going back, back in time to the year 1978. So actually before I was born. Oof, I would have been two. Yeah, I possibly, well, I suppose 78, I was either in my mother or possibly swimming around my father, ah. partially. So yeah, one of, one of those. That's a pleasant thought for everyone. Right, uh, we are starring. Oh, let's start somewhere right we have got big hitters actually they might be big hitters i don't know right we've got uh bill mckinney william mm. o'donnell no. roy jensen no walter burns no uh beverly de angelo oh yes i know her yeah, yeah. jeffrey lewis yes juliet lewis's dad yeah sandra lock oh yes yes i, think, and, I know where this is going well let's be honest because we're pretty safe with this one. Because yeah. by the time Dave and Ben get near this film, uh, it will be the year 2057. I think you're right, yes. So we are, yes, we are going into one of Clint Eastwood's finest? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, we, are, we are strapping in with Clyde and we are hanging around every which way but loose. Awesome. Uh, at my memory of the film at the moment, having not watched it for a few years, is I love it. I th- I love it, and I watched it a lot as a kid. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, my we'll memory's see. very vague of this one. Oh, okay, <laughs> I know the sequel a lot more. I think. Could yeah. Be wrong. But uh, yeah, yeah, orangutans. That was enough for me as a kiddie winkle. Brilliant. Well, fantastic. I'm looking forward to that. So, uh, again, a bit different to what we, we normally do, I guess. But um, That's a hard-hitting street-fighting film, isn't it? It is, yes. Um, so, there you are. Right. Well, thank you very much for listening. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, if you go to at 60MWPodcast, uh, then you'll be able to follow us and find all of the competitions and giveaways and everything else that are on there, reviews. Um if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Dastardly Jabby. Where can they... Oh, fuck me. Sorry. Where can they find can you, they Adam? Fuck you. 
where can they find you? <laughs> they can find me at Eight Mutterings. Awesome. Um, if you go to the website at 60 Minutes With, it still is, .co.uk, uh, then you can check everything out there as well, all the podcasts and everything else. And until next time, we'll believe you with some, like I said, some amazing music from John Carpenter. Um, but we'll see you to talk about Every Which Way But Loose. Bye-bye. Did I say any which way but loose, or did I say every which way but loose? I don't know. It's any which way you can, isn't it? That's the sequel, yes. damn it, I probably got it wrong. Don't worry. You're going to say goodbye anyway. Oh, yeah. Cheerio. Bye-bye. Ciao!